Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say. Yes, if you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, it's time to bring Cynthia Roth Rock September in for a landing. So sad. It I mean, was, we did. It was a great flight. It was, and we did, we did get to choose a month that had five straight weeks of Roth mm -hmm. Rock. She got a little bit more mm -hmm. than most of our other months, deservedly so. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's not every movie a winner, but I'd say overall, pretty good. Pretty good. But month. Rothrock always a winner at the very yes, least. We love to see it. And uh, so we wanted to kind of close things out as we started them. And that is with the return of our first guest from this month, Maggie Torres. Whoop, whoop. I'm the bookends, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason we wanted to have you on for this one is this is a sequel to a movie you have also seen. Uh, you weren't on that episode for it, but you did see Martial Law 1. Yes. And now we are talking about Martial Law 2, colon, Undercover. Now, that was a year ago that we watched that first one. It and was. I don't think either of us remember the plot of that movie, other than David Carradine and Chad McQueen were in it. You yes. didn't even remember David Carradine was in it. I did, Last yeah, night when we true. were looking it up. And we're David like, Carradine shit. was the villain, if I recall. There was something to do with cars. He had a Maybe, fleet probably. of illegal cars that he was shipping somewhere. That's the only because I the only reason I remember that is you and I talking about kind of a boring thing for a criminal to be doing. Now, yeah. I will say, having watched Martial Law Two Undercover, yes. I don't really even understand what anyone's doing in this movie. No. Uh, it is the vague drug deals of some sort. Maybe but also the most guns? incompetent crime boss I've ever seen in a movie. Well, oh my god! I mean, I, the, the, 
okay, Martial Law 2. We were looking forward to this because everybody talks about Martial Law, whatever. Martial Law 2, that's the good one. Uh, I will say there's some truth to that, and I think on the action side of things. I think it's an improvement on the fighting. However, by God, can we get David Carradine back as our villain? Because (laughs) this guy is a huge step down from Carradine. I think we have a step up in who our hero is and a major step down in who our villain is. Yeah, because uh, Chad McQueen gets replaced in this movie with uh, Jeff Wincott. Face? Jeff Wincott. Who uh, is a way better, I think he's a better actor and a way better martial artist. I would agree on both. Actually yes. a martial artist. He's I don't act- know if Dave McQueen. Well, Ch- is, Chad? I was close. Chad McQueen had like. I don't know like, if he had any training. He had some. His dad did. Yes. His dad, was, his dad Steve McQueen, was trained by Bruce Lee. And right. Again, I only think him as a race car driver steve still we really need to watch bullet yeah steve Steve mcqueen was an actor and the race car stuff was sort of like his hobby but he was a movie he was in a cheryl crow song and that's literally the only (laughs) thing i know about he he was not even like he wasn't in it she sang about him yeah i mean it's interesting to talk about steve mcqueen for a little bit on the action shelf because i feel like he was kind of one of the first true action heroes of cinema yes like like an out and out action star Definitely, because um, we've talked about this action movies. Pure the concept of the genre of action doesn't mm-hmm. really come into existence until the sixties, mid to mm-hmm. late sixties. Before yeah. that, you had thrillers and crime movies and stuff like that. But movies based around scenes of action really start with James Bond and Steve McQueen. A little bit. Um, I, I was thinking North by Northwest is kind of an action movie. That well, because well. that was a big prototype for Bond. That was kind yes. of how they pitched Bond. Was they wanted to make a series of movies with the feel of North. Hitchcock is sort of in there too, as being a guy who made movies based around action sequences. And, yeah. Yes, yes, and set pieces. Were, yeah, were but really I, I think I think North by Northwest is a pretty good. If you're gonna go like the first like big studio action movie, I think that's probably pretty fair. Yeah, um, and yeah. it's a great fucking movie. Yes. Great it is. movie. Yeah, man. I really need to rewatch that. Film that you know what? That might be one for a commentary. We should. We should. That. We should definitely I do that. Love that sounds great. That movie. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen that one. Uh, it's great. It's great. It's great. Cary Grant. Um, mm. But uh, let, let's talk about something that uh, is considerably worse than that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, who are these people saying that Martial Law Two is the good one? That seems to like, be the general consensus. I think the absence of Chad. McCoy I think that, I think Chad McQueen is clearly, and I agreed, he is the huge problem at the center of martial law. We kept yeah. talking about that. He he is a guy who skated by on the fact that his dad was like one of the most beloved figures of cinema, and yeah. he didn't get the looks or charisma of his father at all. Okay, his dad named him Chad. Okay, yeah, well, like that's true. The, he was the doomed. cards were a little stacked against him he in was that doomed. regard. I'm so sorry to any listeners named Chad. You're great. Yeah. I love you. Um, and not, and it's not, not a great name, but and you, this is not you wear to, it well. I'm not here to besmirch Chad McQueen, but his dad was like considered one of the sexiest men in film ever. Right. And his his son didn't quite and and also was just fucking cool. Such a like instant movie star. The second yeah. he walked on screen, you're like, that guy. I'm going to watch that guy in things forever. And, yeah, part of um, uh, his sex appeal, I think, was his charisma. You know, Yeah, he was cool. He's a, he's a good-looking dude, but I think he he's very charismatic, very um, 
confident. Yeah, it, did, you know, it he, was always a thing where he didn't seem to be trying to be cool. He just was. Exactly. Um, yeah. Great Escape is another one of the great ones. Yes. That I fucking oh, love. what a great film. Amazing. Great I just watched that somewhat recently. It's amazing. He kind of looks like a slightly less attractive Paul Newman. Yeah. At least yeah. in this picture. Yeah. I think that's fair. Paul Newman was, was gorgeous. They were so. cut from a similar yeah. cloth, though, but McQueen had a cooler edge to him that I think... Not that, not that Newman couldn't be cool, but McQueen sort of had this. I think you got to see him in movies, too. Because I think Lisman's right. is He was a good-looking guy, but his personality was so much of what made him attractive. Yeah, um, yeah. He just was fucking cool, man. Uh, now let's talk yeah, about... It's like if Willem Dafoe and Paul Newman combined, sure. that's what he looks like. I can see like. that. I can yeah, see that. he was a little edgier than Newman. Newman was a little bit more of a straight-ahead hero. McQueen had a little bit more darkness and rough around the edges. So I think that was also appealing for women who were maybe... And 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 uh, you know, really into Robert Redford and the what's the Butch Cassidy and the yeah, a little bit more in that vein, yeah, a little bit more of the gruff, yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit, a little bit tougher. Uh, mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, let's so Jeff Wincott. This is our first movie with Jeff Wincott. It won't be yeah. our last. This guy made a number of these kinds of movies. Mm -hmm. uh, he is. Uh, I think he's pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah, the script gives him basically nothing to work with. Yeah. But, but in this spite is a guy... of that, he still gives a pretty believable performance. And if you look at his career, he does do a lot of these kind of B-action movies where his martial arts get used. But he also is in, like, real stuff, too. He was on Sons of Anarchy in 24. Oh. Uh, he's in the Netflix show The Night Of. His brother is an actor I love, Michael Wincott, who people may remember. He, he's played a lot of bad. He was just in Nope, actually, Michael Wincott. Oh, out this summer. Cool. So I haven't seen that. Uh, not a martial artist, just a really, really good actor. Uh, mm -hmm. So both both actors, and and then Jeff also with the. Uh, but I think, in terms of uh, for a martial law sequel, God, what an improvement! I would much yeah. rather watch this guy. Yeah, uh, especially because not there's not a lot of other great acting in the movie. <laughs> he really definitely isn't. is 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 up there. Yeah, as like you yeah. actually want to watch him. I think is the key there, which is sort of different than a Chad McQueen because yeah, yeah. this is where w with martial law it was like oh Chad McQueen's terrible, but hey, our villain David Carradine's a really good actor. Here mm. it's reversed now, and this villain, oh Jesus Christ, is. Like Just he was like nothing. a low rent Henry Cavill looking type with a weird <laughs> ponytail. Paul Johansson is our uh, who goes on to be. Does anyone remember the teen series One Tree Hill? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. He was the villain on that show for like eight seasons. Well, wait, longer than eight, nine seasons he did that. And that's kind of where the acting that watching yep. this, you're going like. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's soap it's a opera. CW show, so that makes sense. Yeah, Teen soap yeah. opera. He was the angry dad or something on that. I don't can know. I can I ask you something, John? Yeah. Why does like I would say forty five percent of the villains in this movie have the same exact hair? I know because what a ponytail. There's a henchman well, in this well, movie yeah. who looks exactly <laughs> like the main villain, and so there's a part where I'm like, wait, hold on. Are they fighting the main villain right now? I no. cannot tell. Uh, yeah, it was it, it, a it, it, baffling choice. It does seem like this villain has surrounded himself with an army of guys who look like him. To work for him, <laughs> your hair has to be a certain length. Yeah, you yeah. better grow that hair out, pal. Uh, and and his <laughs> main henchman had the longest ponytail. Oh my he god, was so sleepy. Yeah, Tanner, the sleepy henchman. Yeah. He needed a nappy nap. Yeah. Every line was delivered like he was mid yawn. 
Yeah, he sounded like Eeyore. It was very entertaining. <laughs> I loved him. Uh, also, that dude was greased the fuck up for mm-hmm. his, like, big, like, fight scene. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're going to make a bet with somebody, why would you bet okay. to buy their business for $10 million? If you don't have $10 million. If you million don't have $10 million, just be like, no, just give... If, if I win, I get your business. If you win, you get my business. Yeah. Why are like, if if I win, I get to buy your business. So this dude's still going to get $10 million. I'm like, why are you bad we at are, gambling? We're, we're getting into the- I'm sorry, into I'm the, getting ahead of myself. We are getting ahead of ourselves, well, but it is baffling <laughs> that it's that decision in this movie. Well, so because here, the thing is, and, and, and we, we know this, the martial arts movies don't need the best plots because they're mainly excuses for fights. But there's so much in the, the the plot in this movie almost feels like they put no thought to it. So there's stuff no. like that where you're just like, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't follow, <laughs> and I don't quite know what anyone's trying to achieve exactly. No, it's no, all just it's like it seems like it's like uh, like I said, it's all just vague crime. There are guns and drugs, and and you're like, but but the problem there being that then for the stakes, you go like, well, if they don't bring this guy down, then then what? he owns this company yeah. that he bought for $10 million. There's no, there's no, I'm going to take over this city. There's no, no I'm going to release a super virus or something like that. You know, the classic sort there's of not action even like, There's not even like, I'm going to be peddling hard narcotics, you know. Yeah, where is that? It's Once again, it's like, I guess he's maybe in drugs, kind it's of. It's not clear. It's, it's it's only like a personal vendetta. Like it's only personal stakes for that one guy, Greg. What's his actual name? We couldn't remember the main. Sean. Sean. We couldn't remember the main character's name, and we kept calling him something different every time. Yeah. yeah. Until somebody said his name, and then we were like, Sean Thompson. Sean. Because yeah, who we didn't care. Like that's such a boring name. Yeah. Sean we, Thompson. We knew everybody else's name, but we didn't know his name until like a half hour into the film. We're like. Oh, it's Sean. Well, because they okay. do they do keep saying other people's names so much. Krantz and Dobbs and Tanner and you know there's yeah. a Billy. Lot of, yeah, Bill oh yeah, Bill well of course Billy. Uh who of could course, yeah, Billy. Cynthia Rothrock is Billy Blake. Billy Blake, um, yeah. Great name. And that's, a, name. A, that's a memorable name. Billy Blake. Yes, that's an action hero name. Billy Blake. Mm-hmm. And then Sean Thompson. Now, I will say this is another kind of bait and switch the, for us, Lisman, though. Because the whole it poster is. is just Cynthia Rothrock, Martial Law 2. And we're like, great, she's going to be the main character in this one. Nope. No. She's probably nope, in no. this one as much as she was in the last one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad... Uh, I think she gets spotlighted Sean, more in the in the fights. Yes, I, I'm glad that Sean is a better actor. Uh, or what is his name? What is the actor's name? Uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. I'm glad that Jeff is a better actor, but yeah. I wish, I wish that Cynthia Rothrock was the main protagonist of this film. Because um, I mean, the she's got a couple of great moments in this movie. She does. She does. Uh, and uh, this is a this is like the role that she plays. So yeah. it's not like I'm not saying she's amazing in this movie, but like she always plays this type of character so she can at least do it pretty well. I mean, we are yeah. kind of going backwards here, right? We're in 1991. Yeah. I, this is only one year, by the way, after the first That's tr- martial that law. And this is the same year as Tiger Claws. Right, exactly, um, and those characters are interchangeable. Jesus, um, I mean, Tiger Claws might I mean, as well the haircut be another is exactly Marcellama. the same. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, might as haircut. well just be another Marcellama movie. It doesn't yeah. 
matter. That's the yeah. thing that I love about these. And a lot of these action movies, we see it with a lot of this stuff where you just go like, they could all just be the same character. It would never matter. You know, it, Chuck Norris could be the same guy in every one of his movies. It, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is, in, the, in Norris's case, it is like J.J. McQuaid and Cordell Walker are almost literally the same guy. They're I both mean, Texas he doesn't Rangers. have the range. You know, he doesn't have the acting chops to make it a different character. Well, he and neither does Ross Rock, really. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. She, where you just go, she doesn't need to. She does the good high kicks really well. Let yeah. her just do Ooh. her good high kicks. I was exactly. so happy we got the scorpion kick in this one, too, because we missed yeah. it last week. I thought there, there was a scorpion kick in the last one. Was there not? Uh, no, I thought there was. Oh, was there? There was a scorpion. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure there was. Them, one of them was missing a scorpion kick, and, that, and we were it, upset about it. I know the last one, it didn't have her, like, kicking over her shoulder. Which she does, you know? like, two or three times in this she thing. She does it in this one, yes, yeah. exactly. This one we really delivered that. on that, which I love. Uh, I, lo I, I love the scorpion kick because it's not practical at all, but it's such a visually cool It view. is, it is. Uh, like, I remember seeing the first Matrix movie and seeing Trinity do that at the beginning of the oh. film. I'm just like, this is the greatest movie ever made. You know? Well, I mean, that, in that case, I, I will actually agree. Oh, that might cool. still it's, be the greatest movie ever made, though. I yeah, fuck I mean, it's love the first the five minutes of the movie. I so. thought the first five minutes of that movie were the, was the creepy uh, robot bug that made, made no, me that's not never the first, watch that movie. No, the first, first five, five minutes, minutes is where the agents come for Trinity, and that's where you do the thing where she leaps up in the air and the camera goes around her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would She's say the, the creepy mechanical bug is like, I don't know, 20 minutes into the film. Somewhere in Somewhere. there, yeah. Because this once you get into the Neo stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've seen that movie a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's talk about the plot of Martial Law 2. Whatever, whatever plot there. By the way, we have to do the fact that Jeff Wincott, two years after this movie, makes a movie called Martial Outlaw that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> but we have to watch it. Uh, we have to. Especially because the poster is him shirtless in blue jeans holding batons. I'm telling you, there there needs to be a specific genre of martial arts film where it's a man doing high kicks in blue jeans. You know? It is. Uh, it really we've we've seen a, I mean, boy, you watch anything from the nineties like this, that is what yes. it is. And there's yeah. a lot I'll, I'll accept jorts as well. <laughs> jorts. Well, we've seen some jort, yeah. jorts in action movies yeah. before, so I, that's um, that's definitely an option. But I will say, watching this, I am going like, we need to watch more Wincott movies. I think so. Yeah, I think he's, he's better than a lot of the other guys we watch. Yes, he, he is doing an amount of acting. Yes, is. I mean this this as we know on this podcast it's a low bar. It's a low bar. If you give just a little bit of a performance I, we're I, like, "Woo! All right." I He's think, got just enough of both. Yeah. Of, I think of he the two took a couple acting classes in between yeah. the martial arts <laughs> right. classes is the thing. Right, exactly. And that's that's the same with Scott Adkins, right? It's like, "Oh, we also yeah. took oh, he Daddy. also took some acting classes while he was training in martial arts." And you go, exactly. "It shows." And that's the thing. Yeah. In this genre, it, it makes a guy like Scott Adkins look like Academy Award-worthy level compared to these other right, people. You're going like, right, exactly. oh, he has some understanding of how to play a character. And I think yeah. it's the same thing with Wincott. I, and, uh, and I don't know if it's like, like, I don't know if it's that some of the action stars just aren't even bothering with, with like acting. I think acting is more intuitive for some people than mm -hmm, others, mm -hmm. so it might take a little bit more work than they're willing to invest in, but 
perhaps uh, this guy, Wincott, and say Scott Atkins, maybe they're just more uh, disposed to be to to like getting it, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're just a little bit more. Well, and like I said, Wincott's brother is like a very serious dramatic actor, so I think right. there, there's you know in that family so, but, there's acting, you know. Exactly. Um, so he's seen he's seen examples yeah. of uh, Michael Wincott, of, one of those guys that if I I. You know him. You've seen him in a bunch of stuff. It's just he's the right. bad guy in the '90s Three Musketeers movie. Oh, nice. Um, he's really good at. He was a villain. Oh no, he wasn't a villain. He was just a character on Twenty Four. They were both on Twenty Four. Uh, okay. Michael Wincott, very good friends with Kiefer Sutherland. So, oh, well, there um, you go. Oh, besties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we open up with a biker gang, which is, I, you, boy, you just throw a biker gang into this movie. They they show up like twice, and I'm going. What? By the way, listen, I, I didn't catch this. I don't know if you caught this, but just looking at the trivia, the biker gang cuts their vests are reused from Stone Cold. That makes so much I sense. I did read that in the trivia. They, that they, and I went, so why does that sound familiar? And now I'm remembering that yeah. that is a movie that I don't know if I watched, but you did. We watched some of it. And that whole movie is about a guy fighting a biker gang. Still oh, right. that's the one with Stone Cold Steve. No, 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 no. no weirdly that's not, not. That's not the one with where'd you learn to fight like that? From no, fighting. that's Arsenal. That no, oh, no, that's not Arsenal. Recoil. Recoil. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it, that's how interchangeable these titles. Straight? I know. Especially the one word titles. I can't fuck. Is it Arsenal, Firefight, you know, whatever. You know, they're all the same movie. I, I, I just, I find myself in conversations starting to have an encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> of shitty action movies. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is, this might be a problem. Like, I'm just realizing like, oh, you're probably talking about the early 90s era of uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris, you know, uh, when he had this length of hair and well, no beard I mean, this, this podcast will lead to our scholarly book of essays about this era of action. <laughs> exactly. And how this, it, this podcast will lead to your mutual demise. Oh, well, oh, of course. I it, mean, we, we always knew this was a self-destructive quest. <laughs> Yeah, well, our our uh, magnum opus will be uh, a dissertation on how these kinds of movies affected like uh, the American. Oh, I can't like, wait until we're landscape. we're offering a film school class on this. Uh, <laughs> we'll be teaching. We'll we'll start. We'll, yeah, we'll start plugging the yeah the college we're teaching at now. Uh huh. Yeah. And we're going yeah. To, and and it's us going now. If you notice here, when Cynthia Rothrock uses the scorpion <laughs> kick in this movie. Uh, but uh, that exact same move was used <laughs> ten years later in the Matrix. Yeah. Now, yeah. what does that say about society? Um, mm -hmm. No. Yeah. So this is this cool. is the directorial debut of Kurt Anderson, mm -hmm. uh, a man who will also direct Martial Outlaw, previously mentioned. I just, um, but he also he's also the director of a movie I really want to do at some point on here, which is speaking of Stone Cold. It's another Brian Bosworth movie. And it okay. is called One Tough Bastard. <laughs> okay, yeah, that okay. sounds that, great. Now that's a title. That, is, that is an action movie title. Yeah. yeah. That you is know a... what you're getting, and I swear to God, if he's just some little, like, wet blanket, I'm going to be so mad. No, oh. he's the, well, he was the guy in Stone Cold. Not so the he... Boz. Never. The Boz would never be a little wet blanket. No, no, no. He's Well, I guess he's a football player. In yeah, NBA. former NFL superstar Brian Bosworth. You say the titles of movies like I know what that Again, movie is. Again, encyclopedic knowledge of the most what? useless Can I just movie. read it? The, the, the titles of his movies tell you his whole career. They're all action <laughs> show movies. So he did Martial Law 2. Then he does Bounty Tracker. That sounds right. <gasps> Martial Outlaw. Open uh -huh. Fire. 
dead cold. One tough bastard, and his his last movie was The Killing Grounds. Uh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, do remember familiar. this movie. This had the exploding helicopter. Yes. Oh. Oh, Stone, that was a fun one. Stone Cold is one of my favorites we've ever done. It was. On the show. It was a I lot of fun. Yeah. Stone Cold. I do Stone Cold is like. A pure action shelf classic. Uh, it really yeah. Is. yeah. So yeah. So we start so, with this weapons deal, and Wincott undercover as a drunk homeless guy. Now, now, uh, stop me if this sounds familiar, but it's a but it's an undercover sting mm -hmm. in the middle of a park, <laughs> in the middle of the day. Yeah. And now, Cynthia Rothrock is a hot dog vendor. <laughs> well, that's oh, a little I, different I from from ice cream from vendor ice cream, yeah. i think was yes in, ice cream uh, vendor was a uh, tiger claws right well i thought it was no, maybe it's rage and honor no no it was a uh, uh, guardian angel oh who yeah. was yeah. On that movie that's that's what's amazing yeah i don't even remember they all run together this might as well be the beginning of all of the movies we watched exactly this month. yeah <laughs> that's exactly my point it, this movie starts well, in a way that most cynthia rothrock movies what start. i love is they don't even set her up with the hot dog vendor exactly they oh. it's like once the action starts they just cut to her and you're like oh i guess they rock rocks here too you realize she's a hot dog vendor as soon as she throws a hot dog in somebody's face which i, I did love oh yeah well <laughs> that you got i mean the rothrock movies she learned from jackie chan use that environment as weapons yes. not enough action movies do that and it's i think that's so why sad. i love these movies so much yeah is, uh, is she does use her environment to her advantage and so they just start beating the shit out of these bikers who were yeah. doing a gun deal of some sort once again as you do right in the middle of the day in a public mm -hmm. park and yeah in a public park like don't find an alleyway. No, that's too that's too sketchy. Let's do it in the middle of no, the park. Why not? And literally, they brought a big crate of like machine guns. <laughs> How are they going to covertly oh, get no, those? Don't anyway? worry, they're just apples. Yeah, we're it's... we're apple farmers. Because the guy's going through. He's got we got Uzis, Mac tens, M 16s I'm like, oh, so just the most murderous automatic weapons. Great. Uh, uh, and if you're wondering if they look inconspicuous. Don't worry. They look like they walked straight out of henchman school. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, um, it's like I, fresh, fresh out. And it, uh, I mean, no wonder the police are all over them. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know it was going down. They were all just on break and they were like, mm, that seems kind of sketchy. Yeah. Everyone pay like attention. Those, those are the most criminal looking men we've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> this, it was at this point where I'm like, I would love to be. A, now, I realize a lot of these henchmen are stuntmen which yes. makes sense. Yeah, but exactly. I would love to be like a henchman in like a biker outfit just in the background <laughs> of one of these movies. Yeah, I think just, that would they be just, so They just glue a big mustache to you and you're like, hey, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to see a special guest star on Sons of Anarchy, Michael Lisman. <laughs> That's right. That's right, so Charlie Hunter. Move out of the way. There's a new biker in town. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and this is where I realize that the writing in this movie is very good because uh, one of them what? says, "Show me some dead presidents." Oh, uh, I did oh, love that. Great line. And Referring then to <laughs> money. Doesn't one of them go? <laughs> I hear. I hear Grant's your favorite. <laughs> that was exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, I hear Grant's your favorite. By the way, uh, three... we had to rewind for that bit. <laughs> we had to go back to here. Three time. separate men wrote this movie. Uh, I don't understand 
how it took three guys to write this film. You know they wrote it and they're like, this is a cool line. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they all three of them were like, this is it. I yeah. doubt they were in the same room at the same time. No. They all were in the same room at the same time just to write that. And then they were like, And they right. couldn't leave until the script was done because there was a man with a gun outside uh, <laughs> telling them to complete it. Um, it was Jeff Wincott. Uh, ripped. Uh, I'm just looking at, at, at what these guys... So. Uh, I mean, one guy wrote the first movie, which makes sense. Okay. Richard Great. Brandis wrote the first movie. Then you have oh, Pierre okay. David. This is his first screenplay. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then you have uh, Giles Fitzgerald, and this is his only screenplay. So uh, That also <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So you've got the guy who wrote the first movie, a guy who's primarily a producer who's doing some writing on this, and then a guy who literally never works again. <laughs> that kind of adds up. That's exactly who... Uh, and the guy well, wrote the he, first martial He's the guy law. that provided the grant line, and he went, yeah. uh, I think I peaked. I'm out. Yeah. He did, I'm he, done. He came in, he wrote that line, he left. And they yeah, were like, yeah. I guess we got to credit him. It is the best <laughs> line in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So they, I mean, it's, it's the Wincott and Rothrock beat all these guys up because yeah. lest we forget, the title is the main character's nickname. The cops know him as martial law did forget about that. which is great i love that uh-huh. uh yeah he is martial law i just i need more kung fu cop movies it's now like my favorite <laughs> subgenre of this just the idea of oh who's he he's the guy in the force who does our kung fu exactly yeah yes. and then they're like we're gonna transfer you to start up a new kung fu unit oh like, god oh, i'm it. i'm so mad there's not a third movie that's just about a whole <laughs> unit of kung fu cops um, yeah, I would imagine it would be like the second Dirty Harry movie, Magnum Force, uh, you know, yes, but with yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Maggie gets. Totally. Uh, I've definitely seen a Clint Eastwood movie. That before. is, I think that's actually, I mean, the first one is so iconic, but Magnum Force might be my favorite of the Dirty Harry movies, actually. It's arguable it. as to which one Th- is better. Those yeah. first two are great, and then the other three are varying degrees like, of watchable. I like the fifth one. Oh, De- uh, Deadpool? Deadpool? Deadpool, yep. the Deadpool, it's the pretty Dead- ridiculous. I, I liked. I, I, I love like when he them. breaks. He breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, I yeah, love right. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, movie. So uh, I mean that movie does end with him with a giant harpoon gun. So how bad mm-hmm. can it be? Uh, it also has Liam Neeson and, and Jim so. Carrey. Both Jim Carrey. Both pre-fame Liam Neeson and Jim Carrey. It's very strange. Uh, so. We get our opening title sequence, which is just Jeff Wincott and a gi doing martial okay. arts moves. Uh, yes. Do, do we know that is Jeff Wincott? I think it is. He, I mean, it's in he shadow. Has a ponytail, yeah. and he doesn't have a ponytail for the rest of the movie. He's I get a haircut. So is it just some guy? Well, I don't know. It could be Jeff. I Wincott. thought it was him, and then I was confused because he didn't have a ponytail for the rest of the movie. Right. But, you exactly. Know, but everybody else had a ponytail. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's he really wanted cool. to be different. No, I think I it is Wincott. They have it listed as Wincott here on IMDb. Okay. Uh, okay. But it may have then, been a thing where he had a ponytail for another movie and they shot this later or something. Could be. Yeah, that could they be. They added this. But I just, once again, it's a very 90s thing, the idea of just like, it's just a guy in shadow doing martial arts moves and your divorced, problematic dad is going, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, this is going to be so good. And you know what? <laughs> I was also saying that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, it, it was punches and kicks. 
But I mean, listen, you and I both like love to settle into a martial arts movie. I do. Yes. Even the dumb ones are like a nice warm blanket to me. There's just something exactly. about seeing these and just going like, ah, yes, a martial arts movie. And you know the mindset to get in. We're not mm -hmm. in reality. This is <laughs> no. real escapist fiction, a world where like martial arts are the primary form of combat, especially <laughs> in modern day, is like, yeah. all right, we're completely leaving reality. There is yeah. so little gun use in this movie, which is insane. Oh, which I love. But I know it's Illusions, I don't think. That's true. Oh, I know. I, I wonder if that's a budgetary thing, because how could they resist? Probably, um, yeah. This does have one of the best gun deaths, though, I've seen. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that was a lot. We uh, uh, we don't normally appreciate gun deaths in these movies, because they are so ubiquitous and generally not exciting, but when... <laughs> Wincott does have one of the best uses of a firearm in an action shot. does movie. execute somebody. like. Well, there's uh, the execution, but I'm also talking about when he flips the shotgun upside down. And she's oh, the guy behind too, yes. it. There Is are that when there's like a piece of hair glued to the end of it? No, that's the execution. That's the execution oh, one, the execution. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll okay, talk okay. about that. But yeah, there is some good shotgunning, which I appreciate in this. Yeah, uh, you know, shotgun <laughs> is a very visually like interesting weapon. You I see it like. a lot in action movies because it's yeah. cool. There's parts of yeah. it that move, you know, like it's, it's pumping not a shotgun. in any way. But no, it, it, but it's it a visceral. stupid weapon to use in this context, but I yeah. love it. Uh, yeah. I love a shotgun being used as a handgun in any of these. Oh, guns. so good. It yeah. makes no sense. So anyway, uh, so yeah, we do our martial arts. Uh, I, when they mm. make him a detective, was he not already a detective? I don't remember. I, I have no memory of the first movie. I so mean, I he was know. doing detective work, but whatever. They make a big deal about you're a detective now, but Cynthia Rothrock isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, when are, you know, when do we move out? And he's like, oh, no, we got to keep her here. Yeah. And it's like. She's, she's a woman. She doesn't a, deserve. Well, to be he's detected. like, well, she's got to help me, and I'm like, because you're incompetent. Yes, this yes. sounds correct. Uh -huh. Well, and and in the first movie, they are very clearly in a romantic relationship. Here, I guess they are, but it's not as explicit as it was in the first movie. It, it was like it was about forty six minutes when it was revealed. For, yeah, forty five minutes. Forty five right, minutes. Right from the beginning of the like, first movie. Oh, they okay. Were, but in the first movie, they were together right from the start, and it was very... I mean, I think we literally start with them in bed in that yeah. first movie. And she's Why like, I gotta get to work. I know. Here, but here, it. Wincott and Rothrock don't exactly play it as sexual chemistry throughout the no, movie. They really do a... feel like partners, which is fine. It's just, yeah. if this is the sequel to the first movie, that's interesting. It is interesting. They're almost assuming that you have that knowledge that they're Yeah, together. it's the movie yeah, it is the movie just going like, "Ah, we don't need to push this. You know how yeah. it is." I was also confused because for a good chunk of this movie, I forgot that the main character is supposed to be the same main character as the first movie. <laughs> right. So then when they when they did have like a scene where it was like, "Oh, no, they are dating." I was like, "Oh, okay. So they are dating." And then we found out it's the same guy and I was like, "Okay, so they been dated? Well, yes. I will they say they they didn't act even like it, but I'm not mad about it. No. The movie, but... it's it's interesting that I also had the same thing where I kept on reminding myself it's supposed to be the same guy because the movie doesn't do a lot to feel like a sequel. He, no. I mean, Jeff Wincott is a totally different physical style, different facial features, different personality. Yeah. There is no attempt to make this feel like the same guy. And it almost is like it doesn't. It is the same guy in name and in that he's also martial law. But no, but the movie is just like, who cares, though? 
it doesn't even need to be i mean it's like it's like you said this doesn't even need to be martial law 2 it could be anything It, it it could be and it does almost seem like whatever man they're gonna pick up something at the video store it doesn't matter if you've seen the other. I, mean, I think this is an era where that was kind of. I bet if we watch Rage and Honor too, it would also feel like, even though it does the same actors, there's not a lot carrying it forward as a franchise. I think yeah. Tiger Claws is more specifically a trilogy of films because that actually carries the same villain and yes. main characters. Yes. Um, yeah, that is definitely the movie I'm most interested in seeing the sequel. Well, to. it's the only one that feels like it sets up a sequel at the end by keeping exactly. the guy alive and stuff like that. Ah. So. Uh, Bring back Bolo. More Bolo! Bo- more Bolo across all these movies. I yes. love Bolo Jung. That He's guy great. is amazing. Yes. Um, because he is in one of my all-time favorite martial arts movies, Bloodsport. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So they... they, uh, they, they Okay, we, we meet a guy who just has to be crooked, the captain, because yes. he's played by Billy Drago. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> An act, an actor who I like quite. We previously saw him in Invasion USA. That's what he. Was that's in. what. That's okay. what you saw him in. Because uh, Michael was like looking at his IMDb and was like, "Oh, he's been in a lot of stuff, but I don't think you've seen any of it." Cut to me going through his IMDb, being like, "Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that." The X Files, Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the bad. Guy. Well, uh, I mean, there's things I know him from that probably aren't what Maggie knows him from, but like. He's one of the bad guys in The Untouchables, which is like one of, in my top ten movies of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But he was also the villain on Bruce Campbell's show, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Oh yeah, he yeah. He was the main Bruce villain. Had a show? Yeah, oh, a western show. And it it was great. It was like Indiana Jones in the Old West. It yeah, was canceled unfairly, and it's so so good. Um, yeah. yeah, I highly recommend The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Um, but he was John Bly, the the main bad guy that Briscoe County was chasing throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Billy Drago, this is another guy, uh, once again, has nothing to do in this movie, but is a good, real-deal character actor. He is a good actor. I do feel like he's phoning it in a little bit oh, in I think film, he know, I think he knows I, I can't blame yeah. for. This is a guy who uh, was in De Palma movies and stuff, and now is like, I'm doing martial law, too. Let's save the energy. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he tends to go more like... Spooky movies. Yeah. Yes. So like he was also in Charmed. He was in Mysterious Skin, which is a good movie, and Spooky in a different way. Tremors 4. Yeah. Tremors. He's definitely <laughs> he's definitely a genre guy, though. Sci-fi, yeah. horror, st- yeah, yeah, some sure. action stuff. But yeah, I also kind of associated him with horror, sci-fi. Yeah, he Mysterious just, Skin. He has an unsettling face. He does. Yes. That's why when he shows up as the captain, I'm like, crooked. He's crooked. Yeah. He's Billy yes. Drago. I never trust this guy. Why uh, would you cast him as this role if he's not crooked? I, yeah. yeah, and and spoiler alert, he's crooked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a red herring, folks. It's he's, the real deal. And this is once again with the plot in the movie. He is crooked because he is banging one of the women that works for the bad guy, and he is using that as blackmail to get yes. him to do stuff. Which is yes. a weird way to make Billy Drago crooked. Yeah, yeah, it is strange. Because they want uh, him to be the like, I'm reluctantly crooked. Oh, oh the, yeah. I the, just the I really this love movie. this woman, and she is in deep with this super sketchy ponytail man. She will be murdered unceremoniously because it's an action shelf movie. No, she's so hot. I'm so mad. Well, we were mad because we forgot that. 
him and her were a thing. Yeah. Because it, it almost seemed like it was setting up her and Cynthia Rothrock being a thing. And we're like, oh, now you've got my attention. Now you've movie. got my attention. Okay. I mean, I, I maybe. They could have been. They could have been it, baby, but no. Agreed. Maybe right just because I, I kept thinking in this, I never thought that was a possibility. <laughs> Only because it's an action movie from 1991. There was yeah. no way in hell that was going to uh, happen. Uh, yeah. Beyond, in my fan fiction, it is. I mean, be, <laughs> beyond some way you don't want it to happen in a very Cinemax male gazy way it might have happened. Well, the only reason I say that is because Cynthia Rothrock had better chemistry with this actress Agreed. than with anybody else. Agreed on that point 100%. I actually thought yeah. this actress kind of made Cynthia Rothrock better. I actually liked their scenes together. This so, woman yeah. I thought was pretty good once again. I, yeah, she, she was. was. She's probably out of all of the performances, she was probably my favorite. Yeah, this is she's definitely up there. Deborah sure. Driggs who plays this part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she definitely. Tiffany, she, I think, is the name. Tiffany of the is. Yeah, Deborah name. Driggs. Now I, you know, say what you. I'm not here to judge anything, but did start as a Playboy centerfold. Right. Um, Got to make that money. Yeah, uh, and and did some acting, but not not much. Not much. She uh, could have. I, I agree. I agree. I thought. I thought she actually had some good presence uh, mm-hmm. in this thing. Oh, she's in something called Total Exposure that looks like an action shelf movie. Oh my okay. god, a hundred percent. Because the, the tagline is "A woman to die for, a secret to kill for." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and it's got yes. her splayed out in a bikini, and then a guy in sunglasses with a handgun. So yeah, that makes that's, that's a, just a James Bond poster. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's the same year as this, too. And it it specifically makes the point of introducing 1990 Playboy Centerfold. Uh, oh, so that is that is directly appealing to the divorced dad going, you yeah. know her from the pages of Playboy, which you definitely have a subscription <laughs> to. Now rent this violent action movie where she will certainly have a nude scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she does in this movie, too. A little bit. Although yeah, I will say, not as uh, exploitative as I would have expected from an action shelf movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the club isn't necessarily a strip club. No. It's like more like a go-go dance kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, which I thought was very interesting. I know. Not it, like, I was like, I don't care either way. You know, oh, no. strip club, no strip club. I don't really have it's like just, a issue we, either way. But... We expect strip club in these movies. Yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like, I thought, yeah, this this woman's just on stage and she's just wearing an outfit with some like fringe. Cool, yeah. Yeah. The nightclub is so ill-defined in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're like, we have an exclusive clientele, and I'm like, that's just you're just bad at getting bodies into your club. That's what that means. Well, I just think there wasn't that many extras that they could get on. No, that's that's a total excuse for it. Actually, was yeah. We've done that, Lisman, where it's like we'll put a line in explaining (laughs) why there are few people in here. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Uh, So let's see. Oh, this is also where we meet uh, Detective Deadmeat. Because uh, when he goes, hey, it's my old best friend from the Academy. I'm like, this guy, uh, countdown to this guy's murder. Danny Borelli. Danny yeah. Borelli. Borelli. And you're just like. Next the, snap. The second, then... the second he's like, I'm your friend. I'm just off of booze. I'm getting my life together. I'm like, you are fucking dead, man. Oh, yeah. You are yeah. so well, dead in this RIP movie. to this man. Yeah. He's not going to be in it the is second like, half of It's this. like, dude, I give you 20 minutes tops to live through this movie because uh, it is not going to happen. And then he will yeah. die in an incredibly 
stupid way that is mostly his own fault. Yes. Uh, it's doing terrible yeah, surveillance he, work. He didn't really uh, think that through, no. did he? I also love that we meet the villain through, where once again the scene starts, like, well, this is the villain, when they have a news reporter going, he's the richest man in the city and he's giving so much back to charity. I'm like, villain. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and also he's doing karate in the, in the, which by the way, no surprise here, this actor does not know any kind of martial arts. What? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Then that's no. that's another problem, though, right? Is we go from yes. David Carradine to a guy who, when he actually has to throw down with Wincott, they have to cut around him a lot, and he doesn't yeah. know moves. And you're like, man, this is the climactic fight because it's the worst fight in the movie. And I'm wondering if that's why his hair was that way, so that they could put a wig on a stuntman. You oh, know? good, good point. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I am there just... was some shots in that last fight scene where I'm like that's mm. got to be a stunt man it has yeah. to be yeah. uh, I don't remember a lot of that fight scene because it's boring. I yeah I kind yeah. of like if the movie's not holding me I will just go to my phone and be like what's happening on here yeah yeah exactly. so guy, I kind of miss that fight I kept looking up and being like oh this is still happening great okay. yeah so this guy is a f former professional basketball player in the Canadian Basketball League which I've oh. never heard of uh i they're not a country known for uh basketball, basketball players no. uh nba legend steve nash is the only i mean I, this is nobody's gonna care uh yeah. this is not the podcast talking about basketball uh but uh is he the, also canadian uh he's steve, the, nash, yeah. steve nash is the only like canadian superstar basketball player i can think of and i only know his name because he's mentioned in a nelly Furtado song oh this cool. is how i learn about people yeah uh, there you go uh yeah. basketball one of the only sports i actually pay attention to so um but uh he uh so yeah but once again no martial arts and no nope. don't do that and also, I yeah. think a key thing when you talk about the stuntman is at the end of the movie, lots of suddenly the camera's out farther away than it is in other, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just not. It's a very poorly lit fight scene intentionally, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, uh. By the way, they set up this whole thing in the scene with his father, and then not much comes of that. Uh, yeah, the, he his father's only in this one scene, I think. I know, but but I wrote it down to be like, okay, setting up his father. That's going to be... And, and actually, like, a father-son gangster thing could have been interesting. I mean, we've seen it in a lot of things. It the could... first John Wick, uh, the that's, two villains yeah. are... And that's son, so and that cute. Oh, I love the villain in John Wick. I know. Yeah. It was so sad. I was in denial that he died. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. It had to be like, no... Honey, he died. And I went, no, he didn't. And he's like, he he did. The, I know, I'm the, sorry. The, the old man gangster? Yeah, the son. yeah, yeah. I oh. loved him. Oh, well, well we are going to, uh, when we get into some other content, we're going to watch. Uh, he's the bad guy in the fourth Mission Impossible as well. That oh, cool. Um, but, uh, so, uh, let's see. So, yeah, so we go. Uh, da -da. Oh, yeah. So this is where the, the guy's going to get killed due to his terrible surveillance work. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> by the way, once again, very stupid place for a drug deal. Uh, yes. Oh, what, the, the bad guy has a douchey name. What is it, Spencer something? Uh, Spencer Hamilton. Spencer Hamilton. Spencer yeah. Hamilton. That's yeah. a douchebag name. Uh, it is. Uh, and his main henchman is Tanner. Yeah. Like, and he is Tanner fuck? than him. So that I mean, is true. Yeah. That, Come, that's on, why Tanner. Uh, Come on, Tanner. Come on, Tanner. 
Come on, long tail. Long tail. This is a longer ponytail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I love all the scenes where people are pulling their hair back, though. You know, it's very realistic. So much of that, which I did think was great, where it's like, we're about to fight. I'm going to take my pony. I'm going to wrap my hair in a pony. I thought Michael was like, you've literally seen me do that every time I go to eat something. (laughs) He's like, yes. I did think that was kind of a nice beat. You never see in something. Uh, But then he puts his, his, his ponytail back and it's like, perfect and i'm like well okay that's not how that's that, not how that looks not to keep it's talking fine. about it. my favorite action franchise mission impossible but there is a great moment in the fifth one where the female lead is about to fight and you see her make a point of taking off her heels and handing them to tom cruise and going all right now i'm gonna go fight somebody yeah uh, same thing i like those moments where it's like all right i gotta prepare to fight you put the heels on your hands and then you stab people with wow them. that's <laughs> i i have seen a few stabbings with heels in movies uh but uh what about uh, in real life noelle not no not in real i haven't to be fair i don't know if i've ever seen anyone stabbed in real life. like truly well, you gotta, john stabbed. you gotta go out you gotta get out there yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys are always going to places where people get st- another stabbing um yeah, exactly. so uh i'm in a lot of places they're having this drug deal underneath an overpass in the most brightly lit part of the yes. highway yes they are constantly so see the drugs yeah <laughs> I got to be able to take a look at these drugs, but they are yeah. constantly just out in the open doing crime in this movie. Yes, but even more out in the open. <laughs> keep in mind, this is a, a freeway uh, overpass, so they're they're underneath the overpass, and this cop has just pulled his car into the middle of the road, and he's snapping pics. What are you doing? They spot <laughs> him, of course. Immediately, yeah, he's not being subtle at all. Immediately, there's a gun to well, his he's head. He's like, well, they're gone. not being subtle, so obviously, I don't have to be subtle. And I like, guess. I mean, that's weird logic, but go off. I guess we're just not doing subtlety today. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, I could play ball. Yeah. yeah, and he's Fun snapping ball, away ball. with the photos. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, they put a gun to his head and capture him, and then they they really wail on this guy, which <laughs> I. Like okay, did everyone get their punches? Yeah, in? literally everybody in the group punches him at some point. But uh, that's also where you go. I, I, we don't get into it. But I'm going. Is the medical examiner crooked? Because I understand. I had the exact same thought. You yeah. would sustain injuries in a car crash, but it would be pretty clear this man was horribly beaten, before. and his neck was snapped. I believe is how he died. Yeah, yeah. They snapped his neck, and then and not like snapped well, before he died. They like put a bunch of booze in him which so i i love that it. shot where they open up like a bottle of whiskey and dump it down his throat yeah. yeah um but they would also see that the way his neck snaps is not how your neck would snap in a yes. car crash it was snapped yes. to the well in that action movie way that we talk about you can't really break someone's no. neck no. that is a constant action movie myth is that like i'm just gonna grab your head and twist uh, I mean, and, it'll hurt. Like if you ever turned your head a little yeah. too fast and your whole neck cramps up, that's it's what would tr- you'd have to be so strong to actually turn it to the point that it snaps and kills. Somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that like a full one eighty turn the head around. Um, but which, but yeah, I had the exact same thought. Like, yeah. Oh, so the, the medical examiner's probably in on it, but they don't even bring that up. No, so. that we never see this medical examiner character. We we don't even really r- refer to them. So. No. It is, uh, yeah, it's just like, I guess, yeah, everybody. I mean, it's another movie where I just have to assume everybody's in on it. The only way this works is literally everyone is crooked. I guess if the police chief is in on it, then 
yeah it, it's not it's not much of a leap to then be like oh well then probably the medical examiner but but they do bring up the question without answering it in this film because they don't uh this also features one of my favorite things in any of these movies and i feel like it's been a, a staple of the rothrock movies a guy questioning the entire concept of martial arts <laughs> i do i do love that they're like wait punches yeah and kicks well, but what about guns because always because jeff wincott is they supposedly teaching a class which seems to just be him beating people up in this dojo Yes, which is pretty funny. Jazzy pop music. Yeah, that, but the jazzy pop music was lit. I was that, into it. That is intercut with them with the bad guys murdering his friend, which yes. is weird filmmaking. Um, it is. I don't know why those scenes are linked for any reason. Um, no. uh, I, I will say that the music in this movie was the most wild. At one point, for like the club music, it sounded very like dissonant in the beginning, and I'm mm -hmm. like. Where are we? But also, I would have this on in the background of yeah. like my day to day life and just be like vibing to it. I mean, yeah. this movie is very 1991, very yes. much the fashion, music, style, lighting, everything about it feels Some very. Some of the fight early. scenes were scored by just percussive, like <laughs> dishware, you know, clanging. You know, yeah. is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> which is. This is, I mean, which is very that sort of industrial kind of rock music yes, of this era. Industrial is the is the exact word I was looking. Then that was yeah. huge at this time. Yeah, uh, where it's yeah, it is because this is like the rise of things like stomp and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, which God, remember when we were all why the, America was just like, oh my God, percussion with trash cans. This is <laughs> do dance with a mop. This is what? nuts. I vaguely remember Stomp. I remember the Blue Man Group way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because yeah. we were a little bit older when Blue Man Group went on the rise. But I yeah. remember seeing a video of Stomp in like an elementary school music class. And he was mm -hmm. a kid being like, well, this is, what is this? <laughs> is this cool? I don't know. Is everything an instrument? Is yeah. that what I'm learning The here? whole world is music, man. We're uh, just tuning in. <laughs> uh, it's clearly a telephone, and it's great. Yeah. But I do love the guy who pulls out his uh, his ankle uh, gun and goes mm -hmm. after Wincott here. We do see him make a point of ejecting the magazine from it. Like uh, I thought about, but I did think about what did, was there a chambered round because it's probably going to be trouble. I had the it. exact same thought. Yeah. Uh, Turns out no, no, because Wincott is going to spin that right around and put it to his head. Yeah. Yeah. Because martial arts are better than guns. Is Everyone knows that. Message yeah. of this movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I mean, the, this is one of those things, too, where the guy goes, well, man, yeah, what about guns? I'm like, well, it's the idea that martial arts are some kind of replacement for firearms is always what, like, idiots say. And you're going like, it's not, no one's saying a gun isn't going to kill you. It's just... I think these movies are saying that martial arts are superior. <laughs> Guns, I though. it I mean that seems to be You're the point of this wrong. scene. Yeah. It is, I mean it's better to watch. It's more fun to watch a martial arts scene than a gunfight. But This like, was something I thought about this movie and I was thinking about why are the martial arts scenes in the in these movies often better than the gunfights we see? And I think it has to do with the quality of the directing because I yeah. think with the martial arts if you get good martial artists and good choreographers mm -hmm. as a director you don't have to do much. 
yeah, they kind of do your work for you. Yeah, because uh, we've talked about. In fact, it's often better if you sort of let it play out. Yes. But gunfights require a real vision, and it's really on the filmmaking. So when you get guys like John Woo or Chad Stahelski mm-hmm. doing the John Wick movies and stuff like that, yeah. is like that requires a lot of work on your part as a director. And I don't think these guys directing these movies mm-hmm. have either the ability or the time. And the other thing is they're more expensive because now you're into pyrotechnics and special, effects and stuff. special effects. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, cause I just, cause you know, you and I love when the, the John Woo bullet ballets and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. But, that stuff is good, but it's rarely done. Like rare. Yeah. Done. And, and uh, most of the gunfights and the, that's why the couple cool gun things in this movie did stand out. Cause I'm like, Oh, they actually found like a creative way to use guns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. cause most of the time it is just people behind pillars and stuff going bang, 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 bang. You're like, well. Not God. interesting. And it, yeah, and it's like and it set, goes it's always on forever. Seventy-five percent of a film. I'm like, like, this is so boring. Well, I mean, it is the 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 biggest lesson from the action shelf is people shooting guns is not inherently exciting. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we see that. Uh. Oh. So we here we go to the club and we get it. We get this scene where he, uh, our our buddy Spencer has helped a woman out with some kind of loan and she can pay it off by working in the club kind of as a prostitute like an escort yeah he's like you don't have to sleep with anyone and i'm just like yet oh yeah and that's kind of thing where it's like you don't i mean i think we've seen that before in one of the other movies too it's like you don't have to sleep with someone it's highly encouraged you should Mm-hmm. But you'll uh, be co- coerced into it. I yeah. just love, I'm not gonna say it. I love yeah. that she, she he was like, Yeah, it was a gift. And I'm like, girl, just say thank you and walk away. Don't yeah. say, Oh, I can't accept that. Well, if you want to work it off, I don't. It, you said it was a gift. Yeah. Drive work me, off gifts. This is a thing that drives me insane in movies. Movie characters are always like, No, 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 no. I will pay it back. Dude, I I don't understand that logic. If somebody uh, like no, insists, if you're paying for my school, I'm not paying that back. Yeah, thank you so much for doing that though. And and especially if you go, well, obviously I pay it back, and they go, really, there's no need. I'm not gonna fight somebody. Like that's no. insane. But movie characters are always like, no, no, I Gotta will have, not. Take I don't want a handout. Well, it's it's dude. That, I'll it's, take handouts all day. Me <laughs> too. Whatever, man. You want to give me money for nothing? I'll yeah. take it. What's up? I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, it's a classic example of a movie character not behaving how a human being. No, it's would it's just think. like I just yeah. this like and and I, and I always think like as an audience, are we supposed to respect that? Because I don't. I go, you're being dumb. Exactly, like, stupid. You are being manipulated yeah. in a way that is obvious to everybody watching. The he's movie. just a a weird ponytailed rich man. Take him for all he's worth and give him nothing back. That's what your job is. Especially yeah. a guy like this, because he wants you to, this is exactly what he wants you to do. Yeah, that's why he did it. Yeah, you know? it's a classic, yeah. If she had just been like, well, cool, thanks, he would have been like, oh, I, well, actually, wait a minute. Uh, but if you wanted to pay me back, I don't. Yeah. Oh, and, I and the funny thing is, is that it's already gone through, so uh, no take back, Cece. I mean, Thank maybe you so much, would... I'm going to go get my MBA. Bye. Maybe he would, I don't know, kill her or something. I don't I, know. I mean, probably. That could have been a scene unto itself to make him... Hair. Uh, but sure. then he immediately is like, I want you to meet my friend, the number one sports promoter in the city. Yeah. Oh, by the way, like, here's another question. What city is this? Great question. 
Uh, I think it's supposed to be L.A. because I think there are a few shots of the Hollywood sign. In, in, yeah, mm. in the beginning, there you see the Hollywood sign. So, yeah, I think it's supposed to be supposed L.A. supposed to be L.A. Mm, good, yeah. Good. I don't know where it was filmed necessarily. Oh, it was shot in I, Los Angeles. I would Angeles. assume it was filmed in L.A. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? That's yeah. where fucking everything is filmed. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles. I, I, I did think briefly that it might be one of those Canadian productions. There's a lot of Canadian actors in this. Yeah. Um. Because Wincott's Canadian, Paul Johansson, the Spencer, he's Canadian. Um. So I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of Canucks, but that's I think just that there's a lot of them in the industry in general. Um, yeah. Because a lot of stuff shoots up there. Uh. So anyway, yeah. So you get that he pawns her off on the number one sports motor. We'll talk about the insane scene with the two of them later. But yep. first, Jeff Wincott rolls up to the accident scene where they found his dead friend. Yeah. This scene. <laughs> and his entire detective skill, or his entire detective thing is, but he told me he didn't drink anymore. Yeah. And I found a matchbook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, here's, Great the thing, detective here's the thing I was thinking about during this list. Could we ever get a Kung Fu Cop movie where the Kung Fu Cop actually is like a good detective? Because we no, almost never, impossible. they always are just like, well, there's no mystery in this movie or anything to really no, solve. because... His part, the the guy who's there, yeah. the the, cr- the uh, crooked cop, yeah. is like, oh, there jobs. is absolutely no reason why he didn't drink and yeah. drive off of this himself. There is no yeah. scenario could you-, you could possibly present. <laughs> he's ba- he's laying it on a little thick. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. If you if he was more blasé about it, he yeah. wouldn't be so suspicious. But but he but uh, Wilcott or I can't even Wincott guys Wincott. He he's not suspicious of that guy until later. No, so he's oh, not like why are you so insistent upon this being an accident? The fact that he can't figure out that Dobbs is crooked until Dobbs literally like pulls a gun on him is yeah, just insane. Because yeah. he is, is so insane. the captain. Okay, maybe he's a little bit because that is like a total surprise deep in the movie for them uh, when they're right. like, wait a minute, I think the captain's crooked too. Oh, we yeah. like, oh god, the end of this movie. The end of this movie is insane. Um, yeah, but uh, the end of this movie was like, we're ending on that note. Okay. Yeah, okay. weird. Okay. It's like wait, this was the tone of this movie. Okay. Uh, so Wincott though refuses to believe it was an accident, and you do get the captain going, classic. You stay out of this case. Yeah. You know he's not going to, but uh, <laughs> you've got to love that we just get a random. This is also a total movie thing where Cynthia Rothrock has apparently been to the mall, but it's also midnight and no one is around. But she's what carrying she she's that? carrying bags as if she's just finished shopping, yet mm. no one is present and it's total darkness. Yes. What is where, this? what is this? <laughs> How is this possible? Question. But it's yeah. just so some goons can come up and attack her. And this is a great scene of we just need a fight in the movie right now. Yeah. We yeah. we have no We've had reason for a so fight. So much of nothing happening. Yes. Can we please have something happen? <laughs> can we please Which just I mean, look, scene? I enjoy watching her beat the shit out of these guys. This is a great fight scene because she uses like the car door or no. No, no that's, that's later. A, that's that's, that's later. And I later. do think that's the best fight in this movie is later. I, I do too. Agree. That yeah. was yeah. easily that was the fight the best good. fight in this movie. Um Yeah. But no, this one is just kind of a small thing. But the whole bit here is after she's beaten everybody up, this is when mall security shows up. Right. And- oh, right. And she's like, seriously? Yeah. And she does. Took you long enough. Oh, yeah. And she shows her badge and she's like, took you long enough. 
Uh, and I she like, does have a one-liner, which I wrote here. There's only like three one-liners I wrote down. She, But she yeah. goes, and I'm supposed to be on vacation. <laughs> oh, right. I yeah. forgot. I'm taking, a, I'm taking a break from my kung fu law enforcement. Uh, you can't take not... a break from kung fu. It takes a break from you. It's a. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it's... Lo- Once again, Jeff Wincott being a terrible detective, he just barges into the bad guy's nightclub and starts yep. asking questions. Fully yep. like, yeah, I'm a cop and I want to know what's going on. And then he gets beat up. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets uh, he gets literally kicked out of the club. Yeah. <laughs> He, he gets he kicked. Out. A guy kicks him out the front door of the club. Yes. I think that's Tanner that does it, too. It is, yes. yes. Tanner and the, the blonde woman. Tanner the sleepy man. Because he's like kind of a match for Tanner in this first fight scene, yeah. which is not making Tanner seem very intimidating. No. Later on, Tanner takes on two guys, but you already see the main character do very well against him. He should should really get his ass handed to him here. And then we see him have to train harder so he can defeat Tanner later. Exactly. That's, that's one of those just like, guys, how do you not follow basic screenwriting on that one? Like, that's just, that's the plot of every Rocky movie. Like, yes, (laughs) that's Batman and Bane. Yeah, and yeah. then you win. Yeah, maybe that's, I don't know. I've never seen a Rocky movie. Yeah, no, that's right. basically the plot of every Rocky movie. Is he fights a guy who's better or bigger or stronger than him, gets beaten, and then spends the rest of the movie training so he can beat that guy at the end of the movie. That's generally the plot of a Rocky movie. Except the first one where he loses at the end, but you know, spoilers. Yeah, he loses on the cards, but he wins in the hearts of the crowd. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, you know. He went, well, remember the whole all about the friends you make along the way, The right? first mm-hmm. movie is all about, I gotta go the distance. I just gotta survive the fight, basically, is the thing. Y- the yeah, exactly. Movie. Gotta run a marathon. Uh, you know, but then, and then, of course, Rocky Four, he's out for vengeance. Um, sure, fighting, you know, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago, I must break you. Um, yeah. God, those, are, those movies are great. Um, but, uh, so let's see. Uh, when, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, so then he goes to Cynthia Rothrock goes, well, I'll help you with this illegal investigation because I need to be in this movie. Yeah. And so her big plan is she's going to go. I do think calling this martial law to undercover is a weird choice. Cause it is a weird choice. She's yeah. undercover, but it's not a major part of the movie. No, it could have been a lot more significant, honestly. And she isn't but- that undercover either, really. Like, she gets a job as a bartender, Mm-hmm. Like, I wish, once again, I wish she was the main character only because I also wish the movie was more about her getting embedded in the crime organization. Right, because it, it was, like, dabbling in it. There was, yeah. like, she was getting people's names, you know? She yeah. was getting relationships between the people, but it didn't ultimately Well, and she's, met. like, once once the, the villain sees her fight, he kind of wants to bring her into the other side of it, but the movie yeah. doesn't have enough time left in it to really, like, have her descend yeah. into the darkness yeah yeah she should have been like you know like a trial or something like you know a fighting ring or something oh that would have been cool yeah i I thought that the sleepy guy yeah i thought that's where the movie was going when they go to that underground fighting ring i go okay now i see what the plot of this movie is it is about some kind of blood sport thing Mm -hmm. no no it is not it's about bad gambling (laughs) it's about bummed me out because i i love movies about secret underground fight competitions it's like one of the best that is maybe the best 
plot for a martial arts movie. Yeah. Cause I would just... watch 50 movies with that plot. Well, uh, we, I have I, we have watched 50. a lot of yeah, movies yeah, with that I, plot. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely have. basically that Bruce Lee movie. Which one? The one where they go to the island with Enter all the, the dragon. Oh, Enter the Dragon. Enter yeah. the Dragon, yeah. But that's Love the thing, because that. well, that's the thing is, that is a perfect martial arts plot because it requires so little setup and it is mostly fighting. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme made like five movies with that plot because mm -hmm. it just, once again, it's just an excuse. You go, got it. I mean, Mortal Kombat is even that, basically. Mortal Kombat yeah. is that Ong Bak. Ong Bak, Ong Bak is definitely, is definitely that. that, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Ipman is that, essentially. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. and, and those are all some of my all, all my favorites because you just go like, great, just get me to the fighting. There's a loose enough plot to explain it. Th these yeah. exactly. <laughs> this, I, I think the script is just overcomplicating itself. I it, think. A lot of yes. them are. It is sort of going like, guys, you think we care? The idea that we would ever care about whatever this drug plot is. Nope. It doesn't Absolutely matter. Not. Just get me to Wincott and Rothrock kicking people. Yes. That is what I want. The, the best, kicks and I want the punches. I want the kicking and the punching. This is where I very much agree with our friend, Mister Winning. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, they. Uh, oh yeah. So she she goes to help. Uh, everyone's upset. Oh, of course, the captain is all pissed that Wincott got into said nightclub fight. Um, mm. Uh, I do love Cynthia Rothrock's audition as a bartender where the guy just keeps naming drinks and she explains how they're made. Like, that's how you get a job as a bartender. I love it. It's like, My favorite I could is the look up the ingredients if I don't know how to combine them correctly. You're yeah. not a good bartender. My, you know? my favorite is the cookie monster. He's like, this'll get <laughs> the cookie monster. And he even thinks for saying it does. She goes, the cookie monster? He's like, ha ha, gotcha. She's like, no, it's this. Like that's not a real drink. Y'all made that up. Yeah, could be. I don't it know. Could be. I don't know. Now it, I want to go to a bar and order it. It actually sounded pretty good. Um, uh, it, it sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, it's a very much like a dessert drink. Um, yes. I love a good dessert drink. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that. And that's. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like one. drink. I love chocolate and mint. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's what it is basically. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. And then and then he's like, yeah. Literally, she knows the ingredients like three cocktails, and the guy's like. I guess you do know your stuff. Oh, wow. And this is set up because earlier in the movie, at like a cop party, she was tending bar. And I guess. I was they... so confused by that. I guess the I movie like, is like, there you go. We set that up. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm covering do. for pops. And it's like, okay, so her dad's a bartender for a cop bar. I guess. And, and yeah, that cop Good bar job. is. The, I'm sure the orders are nowhere near as complex as this trendy nightclub. It's, yeah, it's yeah. whiskey. Yeah, exactly. It's like maybe whiskey, Coke. Whiskey, may, yeah, maybe a Jack and Coke, and then probably just a lot of beer, really. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. but here, yeah, you this is where you're gonna get people ordering mai tais, cosmopolitans. You take know, take a chin fizz. Okay. Yeah, that kind of. I'll thing. take a French seventy-five. Yeah, French seventy-five is actually a very good drink. But I like that, that. Then they go. The they go like, okay, well, we're having a private party tonight. You can try out. Okay. Wait, yeah. sure. Yeah, way too much stuff about bartender. Do, do you think this is this is not that long after the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail? I wonder if they're going like, mm, we'll get a little bit of that in there too. Um, yeah. Of all the Tom Cruise is the best at something. I think Cocktail is just my favorite. The idea that he is the best bartender. 
It's just, the, yeah, it's the <laughs> most mundane out of all of them. Yeah, it is, because like, it's, like, it's like, well, he's the best, best fighter pilot, the best race car driver, and the best bartender? <laughs> and the whole they thing. They made it, it now, he'd be the best barista. Yeah, oh, oh, come on, Cruz, do that. I would kill to see the Tom Cruise movie where he's making coffee. Oh, Give the people God. what they want. He's the best, God damn it. Uh, no, I think he. This is why he constantly has to risk his life to make modern movies work. Back in the day, people just wanted to see Tom Cruise do anything. Yeah, he was also a great billiard player in Color of Money too. And you're like, oh, interesting. Uh, he was also the best brother in Rain Man. <laughs> he so took care of Rain Man. Yeah. Um, okay. We're naming a lot of Tom Cruise movies, and half of them I've never even heard. Yeah, of. yeah. Well, so we're... far, Rain Man is the only one. I'm like, oh, okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, well, we're, we were kind of in the '80s with a lot of those, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you haven't heard of the the 80s ones. yeah we all we all know my 80s knowledge is pretty much non-existent those are these are like we were naming all the movies that like made him the movie star he is now um so he was uh, the best teenager in risky business <laughs> actually if you recall in that movie he ends up the best teenage pimp yes which is a true. weird plot of that movie um, it's a weird movie okay he's not really a well that that is the plot of a movie about a, a teenage kid who allows prostitutes to use his parents house as a brothel Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a movie that I don't think hey. you could make today. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you shouldn't. So that oh boy, let's talk about the emotional police funeral and then the immediate interrogation of the widow of his friend. Uh yes. Yes, please. Because he's doing his police work. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love that he's he's like I don't think it was an accident. And it's like, she's going through some shit right now. Can yeah. we have any ounce of decorum, my fucking dude? They literally just buried her husband, and he's like, yeah, I think he was murdered. That's what I think. Chill. Just, like, ask questions about how she's doing, <laughs> then you can lead into, like, how they were doing, and, and if nope. she noticed anything. No! This movie I think no he time. was murdered. This yeah. movie has no time. Tell me if he was ever weird about yeah this is this is a 91 minute movie we just got to get through it there's uh, 14 fight scenes in this movie that we have we to, get to get through get to. Yeah, we so, can't have you be in the fight scene so we got to get through this, this quick yeah. this yeah this is boring man you're losing the attention of the divorced dads they're nodding guy, off right it's yeah. a guy talking to a woman that they don't want to bang so what are we supposed to do what are uh, we supposed to think okay uh you gotta love i do love 1990 computer scene here 1991 always computer classic scene of him going hmm file not found <laughs> at least it's not like some sort of uh video game representation of the internet or hacking you know God, what i mean that's like the that best shit that is the best yeah. shit in these movies like though. the first the first jurassic oh, park movie uh, it's it's perfection the first mission uh, impossible has that too their presentation of true. email is literally like an animated letter folding folding yeah. folding and then flying away <laughs> and you're like when was email ever looking like that uh, never literally never <laughs> And there it goes. Um, yeah, turned uh, into a paper airplane. Yeah, it did kind of, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he's poking around. The, his big thing is that Tiffany, there's a, the guy arrested Tiffany, but there's no record of it. Yes. That that's, is... that's the big clue in this movie. Yes. I guess. Yeah, and he's like, well, there's no way, like, 
Because Cynthia Rothbard's like, oh, well, maybe it's just been, like, misplaced. And he's like, no, it's not at Central. It's not at anywhere. And I'm like, I mean, nobody in this movie is, is a competent police yeah, officer. No. So I don't know why you're and shocked. The, the yeah. idea of, like, what did she get arrested for? I don't think it was anything too major. So the oh, idea no. that that file would somehow be misplaced, especially in a pre-digital system, that's 100% believable. Very likely, Much yeah. like it's completely believable, except for if the Emmy had actually done his job that a uh, recovering alcoholic went off the wagon and crashed his car. I mean, these aren't... He is acting like there is no way in hell this could be the case. And you're going well, like... He has faith in his friends. Yeah. yeah. And he has faith in the system. Yeah. And that is his strength, John. That yeah. is his inner strength. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Crack like, the code. That's Crack definitely what makes this a 1991 movie is the idea of having faith in the system. <laughs> Oof, yeah. I feel like I feel like in in the post nine eleven action movie, it's all about how I have to go against the system to achieve real justice. Right, uh, exactly. Is every yep. movie we see now? Um, yep. So, uh, and that's a better message because it's probably true. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they uh, the, the so Cynthia Rothrock meets Tiffany in the club, and she describes mm -hmm. her work as she's a collector. Yeah, yes. that's not weird. Yeah, because it also makes me think of Morgan Freeman going, "This guy's a collector." Uh, a collector. from uh, "Kiss the Girls," um, which is one of this my. This reminds me of we just watched the Sandman, and there's they oh, call serial killers collectors. They do, oh, right, yeah. they do in uh, that, and that's what Morgan Freeman's talking about in "Kiss the mm -hmm. Girls" as well. So that is kind that, of it, it. Does it makes her sound creepier than she's supposed to be? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, is she a body snatcher? Like, what's she's happening? She's a bone collector. She's, yeah, she's a <laughs> the bone, bone collector. Yeah, this guy, this guy is a bone collector. Um, like, is she like saving, like cutting off hair and like saving it as like a trophy? Like, I, no, it made bones. her. It made her sound a lot creepier and I, sketchy than what she I actually does. If she collects a hundred human wishbones, yeah, <laughs> then she can, she can wish for her freedom. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because I think what we're supposed to mean is she's collecting debts that this to this guy, right? This is the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, it, yeah, it, it, that's a weird term. She's like an enforcer is. is probably more the accurate term for it than yeah, I'm yeah. a I'm a collector. That's too aggressive a for a for yes. a woman though. She has to be a collector. Yeah. She can't be in it. Uh, but, but, uh, but we also see she doesn't want to be doing what she's doing. This character, her getting unceremoniously murdered is so terrible for a lot of reasons, but mainly because it's like, she's kind of interesting and that she's going, I'm tired of doing your bidding. I want out of this. Mm -mm, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he says, uh, sorry, that's not going to happen. And I, what is, what does he have on her exactly? I don't know. I don't think... I don't. I mean, other than she's worked for him for enough yeah. that he's got dirt on her. I guess. That's but I mean, the... all that goes away if you murder him. I know. Well, it is sort of an interesting thing where she's just like, "I don't want to do this anymore." And then when he's like, "No, you have to stay," she's just like, ah, "Fine." And I yeah. didn't. That's. He's like, "You're you're on thin ice," and she's like, "Well, I guess it's a good thing. I'm I'm good at skating or whatever." Oh Jesus! Is that line? Yes, that's actually lying. Okay. It's a yeah. good thing I'm good at skating. <sighs> Um, yeah. I didn't write that. There's a lot of like bantery stuff like that that isn't mm. one-linery one specifically. Yeah. yeah, I only wrote down a few one. <laughs> I think I know which one is gonna win because um, <laughs> it's the weird, it's the silly one. Um, 
So yeah. Uh, because she has like the most interesting like character backstory. Yeah. There is the potential for an arc there, and then they well, this use her, is, and, and then and that could have been if it had really just focused on Rothrock infiltrating the criminal organization. They could have done a mm -hmm. lot more with her. Yeah, and including even a sex scene between Rothrock and well, his character. I do not trust men in the '90s to film a good <laughs> lesbian sex scene. Fair enough, but Dude, there I, could have been some making I, out. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I trust current male filmmakers to film just a good over movie. the shirt style. style you just, know, just a little bit. I don't, I don't bit trust of. men to film a sapphic love scene in any way. No, 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 no. no. Certainly not. Uh, no. What about with uh, clown costumes? Um. I mean, that's yes. the only way I'll accept it. Okay, yeah, great. Or bear costumes. Yeah. Yeah, when you honk a boob, it makes a, a honk. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I think give, yeah, a sillier sex scene, I'm always on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where, are the, where are the silly sex scenes? I, I mean, look, MacGruber has one of the greatest <laughs> sex scenes ever, uh, I think. Uh, there, there's a <laughs> I love those. Uh, yeah. Uh, or um, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah, that's oh true. That yeah. that's just a great. Yeah, that 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 those are the kind of sex scenes I can really appreciate in film. Uh, so uh, they're more realistic to my life. <laughs> they, in some ways, they they are just because they often portray the awkwardness of it, which I feel yeah. like is something that which... is. I hate. We've talked about this when we did Sworn to Justice. I hate these like beautiful, you know, sensual sex scenes because I'm like. Man, there is no portrayal of sex is really weird, actually. Like, it's. Yeah. Uh, and especially it's in a movie, weird. if I'm it's looking awkward. at two people having sex, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Apatow has some of the best sex scenes in his movies because I feel like he does portray that in his films. Yeah, it's, it's a lot it's of like. Kind of strange when you look at it objectively. And it's more matter of fact and every day. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. this isn't like stylized. It's uh, kind of like how Scorsese portrays violence. Yes. In, uh, it's the, the way Apatow portrays sex is very similar to the way Scorsese <laughs> films murders. Uh, now we're getting very now we're, heady. Now we're really getting into the dissertation. Yeah, yeah. that oh, is yeah. that is our yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, okay. Here's the backroom fighting scene, and this is the <laughs> betting. And once again, a missed opportunity to turn this fully into a Kumite movie. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted my Kumite. Uh, why? Why no Kumite? So they they have this bet. Let's talk about, because you guys were talking about this earlier, but this bet that he and the city's top sports promoter. Whatever that means. I don't know. What whatever that means. That means I, he, whatever think, his business is, I which I guess he, is sports promoting. I think he's supposed to be, and this is mainly because of the time, and he's supposed to be like a Don King, like a guy who represents fighters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. Because like early 90s, like, boxing was more of a thing it was like. and that and it was guys like don king these sort of large in life guys are like i'll tell you who the best fighter is he's my guy that's what yeah. you know that kind of thing right exactly uh there yeah. was a lot of hype around fighters and so i think mm -hmm. that's what this guy is supposed to be but mm -hmm. because the script is so bad he's in this guy's in like three scenes so we never really get a sense of him yeah and also i don't know what he has to do with the criminal business once again because the movie could care less about what this bad guy is up to 
this is the last scene he's in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show up in the movie ever again. Well, he is so shamed by what happens here. He, right. he sends he sends notes being like, three days till you owe me money. And it's like, <laughs> why did you gamble and win and you still owe this man money? Yeah, that is insane. If my fighter wins, I can buy your... A business for ten million. Ten million for your business, and he's yeah. like, it's worth more than double that. Yeah, it's, the the but bet. He, but it, if he lost, he was just gonna give him his nightclub, and I'm like, do you? What's happening? The, he, it's a yeah. He is betting for a lower price on something. That's yes, and not really it's a, thing. a price he doesn't. He yeah, he doesn't. He can't afford. I'll pay you five dollars for it. You know, well, like that, what are that you is, doing? That is the movie clumsily trying to give us stakes and a ticking clock down the stretch. But But it's not for the protagonist. No, so, so the... that's why it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's... the idea what's okay, well we'll talk about when we get to it, but I think I kind of understand what the end of the movie is now as we Great. put that through. So anyway. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you can so, explain it to us. Yeah, so Tanner does beat up both of that's the thing is if my guy can beat both of your fighters. Yeah, two on one. Yeah. And he does because Tanner's awesome. Because yeah. he's uh, very greasy. Brolic is fuck, dude. Yeah. He All ties three his of them. hair back. He ties his hair back mm-hmm. and he gets up there. He gets greased out. Um, Not on screen, but that, yeah. that man was oiled the fuck oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then they I wish had... he was on screen. I would have loved the, to see the him. The guy who kept his shirt on the whole time was... He wasn't in a lot of the fight. Like, he got knocked down, and then he was fighting that other guy for a really long I did, time. I yeah. did think it was funny, because I kind of forgot, even though they set it up, I was like, oh, right, he's fighting two guys. That other guy was gone for a while. He does come back, to but the then he's, then he's taken out. Uh, and I'm yo, like, yo, uh, for, for a while. yo, I'm just going to be over here. For a little while. Union rules. You take, I have to yeah. take a fifteen. I gotta Sorry. take an. I gotta take a nap. Yeah. I'm fighting against the sleepy man, and he's making me tired. He's, he's o- making me sleepy. Oh, take a nappy nap. He's over on the side of the ring, going, oh, "It's a bitch of a fight today." I'll tell you that right now, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, my my partner's really getting his ass handed to him out there. My name is Tanner, yeah. and I'm gonna put you to sleep forever. They were smart God. to give Tanner minimal dialogue. Maybe yeah. no dialogue would have been the best yeah. choice. No dialogue would have been choice, but I do love all of his line oh, delivery. I'm going to put Be- you in a sleeper hole. Because, yeah, he was just yawning. But yeah. talking, what a unique way Cause, to he, deliver a line. The Anytime he talks, it really undercuts how threatening he is. <laughs> yeah. And also the suits he wears also undercuts. The costuming for this man did him, done did him dirty. Made Let him me look tell you. four feet tall. I was yeah, like, I think I'm taller than this man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was just a, just a little fellow. And I think Wincott, Wincott's like a big guy. Like clearly like right. a tall dude. So it really, exactly. it, there's a lot of... There's a lot of bad filmmaking choices, like just from the yeah. the production side of it, where you're like, why would you? And Wincott yeah, isn't. Wincott's only five ten, so he's like an average height guy, but he looks gigantic near this guy. Yeah, because yeah. like I'm thinking about like Tiger Claws and like how massive Bolo appears on screen. Yes, because of how they film him, and it's so. Like that's very effective comparatively. Oh hell This yeah. guy's not intimidating oh, at all. In in every movie I've seen Bolo in, he is always presented as just like a monster. Right. This exactly. guy is like, uh, well, when you see him fight, you're like, oh, he's pretty good, but he doesn't sure, come yeah. on. He doesn't come on screen. You're like, oh shit, can he take this guy? No, he comes no. on screen, and we're like, oh, 
that's a choice. Oh, this guy, Yikes. huh? And then the long hair on top of it is like, it's kind of goofy. It yes. just, it's just yes. weird. It's really hard to pull off long hair like that with no shape and having a naturally yes. like oval face. Like it's yeah. just not, that's, that's not a good combo. Because we've talked before about how we love the long haired henchmen in Die Hard. But those guys yes. have that like long blonde hair and the sort of uh, European faces and accents and stuff like that. And it adds to this like, oh man, that guy looks like he's going to fucking kill you. They're also not wearing mustard suits that are ill-fitting and like very long. Which well, that, that's just the 90s, baby. What's well, up? that's that Oh, the true, 90s but... was like, we want to just be swimming in fabric. That's yeah, exactly. We love zoot suits. Let's yeah. bring those back. What well, you want make the, the human body look as unflattering. The as the yeah. the X Files I always go to those first seasons. Ooh. You're you're taking Brutal. two people with incredible bodies and just yeah. putting them in the baggiest suits you can get. They did my girl dirty. Like the they really did. Like Jillian Anderson, Anderson looks kind of heavy. To realize that Jillian Anderson is hot. And she's way too long. She's like small too. Like she seems yeah. like a short kind of squat woman in the first yeah. season. And then you're like, yeah. oh no, she's like svelte and 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 kind of petite. Right. Uh, it's it's so bizarre because yeah, she's just in those giant overcoats. And I overcoats don't... and and her hair was not great Ooh, in the first that was season. So that was the style. It was just like we just don't. No, it no was one, just so bad. No one had a body in the early nineties. No one. Yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. And I, I, I know that like fashion is cyclical. You know. Yeah. Like an event. I mean, don't don't bring that back. Please don't bring that back. Okay. That's like, already been brought back. I guys. know. I hate but, to bring it to you. And the I don't, and, huge well, the thing is, is every it's brought back, it's modified. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it is modernized. True. So the the oversized fit is huge right now. Like super baggy jeans with like a baggy t shirt on top with a bucket hat. Are really? you kidding me? That's like the height of fashion right now. That's it shouldn't be. To me. Um, <laughs> I think the and, thing that's interesting is when it becomes cyclical like that is people who then live through that like we did go like, that came back? <laughs> because young oh, people wait, are just discovering Just wait till low-rise jeans are a thing again, because I, I know that I know people are trying to bring those back, well, and I'm like, girl, it thing. wasn't cute then, it's not going to be when cute the, now. When, yeah, that's it, exactly, because when the young people discover it, and it's now kind of in a retro thing, and we're going to bring it back and put mm. our spin on it, we who actually lived through that went, no, don't. For the love of God, we like, remember what that looked like. Mid-rise. Mid-rise yeah. is good. If we... you don't want high-waisted, fine, but mid-rise. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, okay, so this scene where they're in the bar is the is what I think is the one-liner of the movie. Uh, is where, uh, I th is it Dobbs that's hitting on Tiffany here in the club? He makes, it's a random dude. I think it's just a random dude, but he looks like Dobbs, which I thought was weird. Yes. I thought he was the other policeman who's yeah, dirty. Dobbs. Oh, that is Dobbs. That's yeah. who I thought. That's See, that's what I mean. Okay, but yeah, no, I, I did think it was him. But Maybe it was. Yeah, I didn't think it was I don't Dobbs. think it is, but he looks exactly Too the same. many well, people look alike in this movie. Because well, Dobbs and Danny even look very similar. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. uh, they both don't have ponytails. They, the two white men without ponytails, yes. <laughs> other than... Other than uh, Gary, I mean uh, Jeff, uh, Sean, whatever. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, so, uh, but she says the clock on the wall says it's time to go. Uh, Was it? Uh, oh, uh, the clock on the wall says it's time for you to fuck off. Yeah. Hey. I thought that was pretty good. I that, that is, that pretty good. That is good. very good. Um, 
So then, yeah, uh, Cynthia Rothrock rolls in here and says, get the hell out of here. Uh, this then leads to the car fight with the goons, yes. which I thought I, I did was, love mm. her leaping over the bar to and then being like, you gotta fucking go. Yeah. Throwing him and then having yeah. the other bouncers take much, him away. Much like, like the like, first martial law, anytime Cynthia Rothrock's in the movie, things just get better. You're like, yeah, yeah. now we're talking. But this fight where she's using the car doors mm -hmm. and they're up on top of the roof of the car and on the hood mm -hmm. and she's leaping off of stuff. And this is also where she gets the image that became the poster, which her with that bat where she twirls it and points it at the guy. I mm -hmm. love, you also know it's 1991 because she has a baseball bat, but this guy pulls out the club. Does anyone remember the club? It was the thing you put on your steering. It was meant to be a... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, the red wheel. thing that extent my dad had one. And the whole idea yeah. was that you couldn't turn the wheel then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, People still use those. So, uh, sometimes, yeah. I see uh, them. Yeah. Depending on where you park in Portland, you'll see them everywhere. You yeah, will. Uh, one of the reasons they kind of went out of fashion is people very quickly figured out how to undo them. Mm. <laughs> you can also take off the steering wheel pretty easily, too. Well, that was how, they, just, that was how they did it. They, they would take the, they would. You would unscrew. You can see it in the Nicolas Cage movie Gone in sixty seconds. He detaches one of those and he takes the steering wheel off and then is able to undo the thing. Do you think it was Gone in sixty seconds that made the the steering gonna... wheel club less pre prevalent? Yeah, was it was like <laughs> like my dad saw that movie and went, "Oh, I guess I should. I probably don't need that then." Yes, it's going <laughs> in the dumpster. If Nicolas uh... Cage can figure this out, then anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man owns a shark, probably. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. At some point, he owned a shark. No question about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now he's all about his raven. He's always talking about how he owns a raven now. Isn't that isn't that because he's going to be playing Dracula? He is going to be playing Dracula next summer, which I'm so excited for Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Also, who doesn't want a fucking raven? Like, well, I, love I the understand idea. that more than having a shark. I ended uh, apparently like a large section of his house is the enclosure for the raven, so it has a lot. The raven has a good chunk of the house to itself. Like, as as it should this raven is probably than smarter me. than him. I know. I just well, because Nicholas Cage got his crazy mansion in Las Vegas where he lives, and yes, uh, he would he, live in Las Vegas. This yeah. all tracks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's he, he's he's a Vegas resident. Uh, but yes, I would love to have a pet raven. Anyways, yeah. back to this. Movie. Yeah. Well, you're gonna. I, I could see it, Liz. When you get the money, you could go Nicholas Cage eccentric. I could see it. Sure, sure. See it. Yeah. He's already eccentric. He just doesn't have the money. Yeah, that's exactly. what I mean. You add the money to it, you could have all kinds of crazy shit. I could I see hope you. So. I could see you with a dinosaur skull. I could totally see it. Oh yeah, 100%. and I'm only going to enable him more. One hundred percent. He'll be like, yeah. should I get this? I'll be like, you should. No, I think it. that's the problem. Is exactly. <laughs> I, th I think. I think. I think you two would be a bad influence on each other with that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many more taxes? Dermy bats can we get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we only have the one right now. That's the problem. Unlike Nicolas Cage, it'd be two people buying crazy shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're guessing. Yeah, you got. That's absolutely. We need that crazy thing. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's see. So this is where the. Okay, so I think this is the third act of the movie. Is that they, <laughs> I think this is what's happening, and I think I finally yeah, get okay. it. They mm -hmm. set up a decoy drug bust yes. so they're having a drug deal over here that the police can bust while you know how we know it's a decoy hmm. because it's happening at night real it's drug the first bust time meanwhile the real drug deal is happening over here and that's how he's going to get his 10 million dollars to buy that guy's business 
which the movie never explains why he even wants. But uh, yeah. So again, Jesus you could have just bet that you get the business without paying for it. Again, mm, why yeah. didn't we do that In anyway? Sanity. Like it truly, is. just I mean, that is. This is not the worst movie we've seen, but that is one of the most incompetent story beats I've seen in one of these things. Where you're yes. just like, in what world do you think that's a valid story beat in a film? It's not even one of the examples of you think about it afterwards and you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. No, in the moment you're like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. When they Why make, would you when they decision? make the bet, I'm watching it going, What? That's a that's a bad bet. <laughs> when you, you make when they make the bet you think that and then also when it's revealed that he doesn't have that much money <laughs> that's then completely yeah. insane that yeah. is totally nuts i mean yeah. that is <laughs> when that fight ended because i was like oh, okay so he won the bet so he gets that guy's business and the guy that lost is like you got a week to get me my 10 million and i'm like no he won the bet why would he pay you and then i remembered what the bet was and i went oh wow okay yeah this nope, is, it's uh, fine. well this is very stupid <laughs> <laughs> It does make you go like, "What's wrong with this guy?" Like, yeah. like there's something wrong with him. Like, yeah. if, now, see, it, if he didn't go down from this, it would have happened eventually. He is not a good criminal boss. He's not no, a good businessman. He, he does doing, not know what he's but doing. But here's where you maybe could, I don't know that you could have made that that level of stupidity work. But bring the father in here, going, "You did what? We don't yeah. have that kind of money." Yeah, and then at yeah. least or it's, it's why got dramatic you tension. Just not, why? Why did you offer to pay anything? Yeah, but at least there'd be some dramatic tension to it then, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, yeah. it's like, and the movie acts like we should care that this guy. Oh no, if he get, and also, if he gets this ten million, it's a drug deal, objectively bad. Like there, mm -hmm. there shouldn't be more cocaine on the streets. But I was the that's not an. A, a unique threat here that's like no. we better stop this from and also i don't know that there's any negative to him owning this guy's business either that needs no. to be stopped it's a net neutral yeah in yeah. the world of the story it doesn't affect anybody necessarily and, or if it does that's not explored, and i don't like, really care about avenging that other cop's death i we didn't know him really think that's what this movie is trying to rely on you Which, know if they did if they were just trying to rely on that who cares about the drug bust and all of that Great like question. they could have just not had that because the main character and even cynthia rothrack both like don't know about that yeah, yeah. not no. really their fucking problem no. yeah I mean, they're cops, so like, if once you get wind of it, you gotta gotta be like, all right, well, I either gotta get in on. The but even when they do it. the fake drug bust, it's Jeff Wincott and like a whole squad of cops, so it's not even his thing. No. He's no. just along no. for the bust. It, it is sort of th yeah, because we've seen plenty of movies about. I'm just now going to dismantle this crime organization out of vengeance, and that's enough. That's. That's yeah. enough stakes for us. It's just like, yeah. they killed my friend, therefore I'm going to burn down their organization. And that's, you don't need Relatable. to create the, yeah, yeah, we've all been there. It, uh, makes, I mean, it makes you wonder why that betting scene happened at all. It almost you know feels like they took two scripts and put them together. It does feel like yeah. that a little I bit. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there were two separate movies that they turned mm -hmm. into one. Because yes. it does sort of feel like, well, there's this thing about a guy trying to raise money to do a business deal by selling drugs. And then there's another script about a vengeful cop tearing down an organization. They went, oh, those kind of fit together. Sure. I mean, there were three people who wrote this this script. So, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, yeah, if they did take, like, 
one of those guys wrote a different movie and they just incorporated mm-hmm. it into this. Yeah. yeah, the guy who wrote the first one had one story in mind and then they're yeah. like, well, we're bringing on this guy and then, you know, this other guy. Because that's the thing is, and, be I, fine. and I don't be remember that the, I don't remember that David Carradine's plot, I don't remember much about it. I don't think it had like a ton of stakes to it, but I do seem to remember the plot of that first movie being fairly simple in just like, this guy needs to be stopped, we will stop him. Right, exactly. This movie That's is, all you need for this kind of film. You really do. It's yeah. just like this guy, and I, and also remember, he had the whole thing where he was like exploding people's hearts. So he was like dropping bodies around the city. And so there right. was at least an air of like, well, we got to stop this guy because he keeps killing people. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't is even it, have that. So is this after this where, the, where they get jumped in the parking lot? Is this where, because at some point, Cynthia <laughs> Rothrock is working at the bar. Yeah. And then her and Tiffany are like, let's get out of here. I'm like, wait, hold on. Cynthia Rothrock is on the clock. She's an employee. <laughs> that's, that, so that's before the she fights those guys with the car. Door okay, okay, okay. That. Yeah. I just wanted to I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. I was just like, wait, hold on. Did you love- undercover? I you do- just left your job? I yeah. know, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> But I mean Tiffany is was the arrestee in the case that went missing, so she's more important to follow than staying at the club sure but like well yeah. but also she was spencer told specifically to find out information about her what, okay what will happen is spencer will hear about that fight and say hey i could use you for my security detail or whatever yes uh, now i know you abandoned your position that you were hired to, to but have. i will instead entrust you with my life yeah Exactly. Exactly. So cool. um, you seem very reliable. Here's a, uh, I have to say. Here's another very 1991 scene. Women mm-hmm. be shopping. E- yeah. Oh, oh women I love be shopping. The, I love the lingerie that she picks out. That I'm like, that is hideous. Arguably the least sexy. Agreed. Lingerie and then I when they said it cost three hundred dollars, I said, "Come on now." I was like, I just wear like a slightly long T-shirt. That would be hotter than what that. Well, is. I do think a lot of the lingerie business is a lot of it's it's a lot of it's overdone, right? It's a lot of like because agreed, there are often simpler things that would actually be sexier, but it's highly expensive, very overdesigned stuff. That most likely, you, if you feel sexy in it, that's great. But your partner probably doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're waiting for it to be off. Because this is like an embroidered. <laughs> it's, it's like embroidered in the front. Like this. It's, no, it's got lace. Oh, yeah. it's lace. It's got that's a lace it trim. Yeah. On, it's like, very. The, it's but it's 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 once again in, in that way. I think it, it's, it's very very overdone. big lace. Yes. yes. Like like the you know a little lace trim is sexy. When it's like the width of my hand, that's yeah. too big. Yeah, that's it's, not that's like not you said. Good. It's just you could barely see her boobs. Like she had no cleavage with that thing on. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, and th- what's interesting is, doesn't she buy this for Cynthia Rothrock? She also buys her lingerie. Again, yeah, this is why which is which again. It could have you know that you know. They I'm gonna buy you thing. this. I want this. I want to see you wear it. You <laughs> know, like. Very well, what I'm sexy, saying is, we get this hot. scene where she's like. You should have that. I'll buy it for you. But then we see Tiffany in it later. Yes. Well, she hands Cynthia Rothrock something different, and she grabs the pink one. For okay, this gotcha. One, this one because you don't really see the one that she hands to Cynthia Rothrock. Because it doesn't. Really it doesn't matter because Cynthia Rothrock is completely asexual in this movie. 
Yeah, she's not gonna wear. Like, she's like, all right, cool. This is not like, sworn you're to buying justice. Me, you're buying me expensive lingerie on this other dude's like credit card. Yeah. I'm into it. Girl, buy me everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Now it's like, well, there's a couple other things I wanted in here too. Yeah. Now that it's I like, think I mean, it. worst case scenario, you just sell it. Never been worn. Someone will buy that shit. Cynthia it's... Rothrock's like now nunchucks. No nunchucks. I do love me some nunchucks. Well, I do some think... bedroom nunchucks. Yeah. I do think it's uh it it, it is interesting. We we did we started with Sworn to Justice, which you were also on uh Maggie, and that is Very the only sexy. that is the only Cynthia Rothrock movie though where she really does try to be sexy. So it is yes. kind of yeah. interesting to see now in this. It's like there's a lingerie shopping scene, and her partner is just like, "Ah, uh, yes, that would be nice." And then I'm not gonna wear this or do anything with it, you know? Because even like yeah. we talked about, like Tiger Claws had her had a shower scene with her, but it's still not even sexy. It's just sort of matter really? of fact, and it's yeah. just like, well, she happened to be taking a shower. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. so yeah, there, 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 it is, it is very interesting to go back here. There really is just that one movie. And that's why all those pervs on IMDb seized upon that movie. Cause it's the only time she gave any kind of like titillation in a movie like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of flat asses in that movie. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, and, and I will say that's one of the things we like about Cynthia Rothrock though, is she is presented as an action hero first, not a sexual object in most of these movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you have Guardian Angel, where the guy is trying to make her, uh, the 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 character of that piece of shit guy, and that is trying to make her sexual, and she just isn't because she's wearing yeah. like acid wash jeans and a Lakers cap. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest acid wash. The weirdest. Yeah. We talked about that when Clara was on. It was the acid weirdest acid wash. Acid wash, indeed. Yeah. You know what though? Clara could rock those jeans. I bet. I'm I mean, just gonna say. Could okay. be. Sure. I don't know. Uh. I love Claire. She can wear anything. Claire, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, <laughs> no, she only listens to the episode she's on. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Am I on this one? Then no. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, the scene I laugh the hardest at is when he goes to this biker bar because he gets a fake tip. Uh, and he says yeah. one thing, and it just turns into a brawl. The, it's the I, I told Michael it's like the black the, dynamite scene. Yeah, where it's you know the sleeper agents. You say you said the key phrase and it everyone's is because he's like I guess we're wailing. He on just this walks guy. in and he goes I'm looking for this person for, and then it's just I'm like, looking for Lenny and then it's just like Whoa! <laughs> and you're just like Jesus Christ. And also I love the attempts to murder Jeff Wincott. All involve people physically fighting him hand to hand. Nobody ever tries to shoot him or stab him. It's always just like, yes, we'll kill him by attempting to use the thing he's the best at. <laughs> now he's a martial arts cop. So what yeah. if we what, what attempt if we to kill him with tried, martial arts? Tried to punch him to death. Yeah. I don't yeah. also I don't understand any criminal organization that would try to use martial arts on anyone to kill them. It just doesn't make sense. Shoot them, <laughs> blow them up, stab them, anything. I don't care. What well, at least with um uh <laughs> sworn to justice somebody tried to kill somebody with a car bomb you know yeah that it's was true. at least that one had a lot of explosions yeah it did it's on the sopranos you never hear tony soprano go yeah i want you to like uh mess him up with some kung fu that would you be know, what i would like to happen <laughs> give him some knees and elbows until he's you yeah. know until he dies yeah hey, uh, polly walnuts put that gun away yeah, i want <laughs> you to kick this guy <laughs> You know I want you to, to be exhausted. I want you to be exhausted yeah. by the time this is over. 
tone. I'm 55 years old. I can't kick anybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need you to kick a light yeah. for, that's 10 feet above your head. Yeah. If you could do that, please. That would be fair. <laughs> I've literally not taken a single class in martial arts, but uh, whatever you say, boss. Uh, you know, it's just, I just. Because it's twice this happens. They they tell the biker, and you would think the bikers too would uh, would be using like at the very least pipes and chains or something. No, like like they learned from the first scene in the movie. Like, oh, this guy means business. <laughs> Wincott beats up the same biker gang twice in this movie. Yes, and they never learn their lesson. They never do. He beats up like there's like twenty guys in this bar, and he lays yeah. them all out. I also like the one moment where he throws like a, a billiard ball at somebody. Yes. And I'm just like, why isn't that the only thing he's doing? It's I thought throwing. he uses the cue stick a couple times. And then mm-hmm. I do love when he, I mean, I thought that was awesome when he threw a billiard yeah. ball into a guy's face. Yes. Pretty cool. Pretty like, cool. Now that's using your environment, baby. Exactly. Yeah. But I agree. He could have used I've it more. That in rush hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, is there a billiard fight in Rush Hour? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I haven't. I haven't. It's been a long time since I've seen Rush. A Hour. billiard fight scene. Yeah, there's a fight scene at billiard. Yeah, the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. I. It's been a long time since I put it's, on Rush Hour. It's. I think it's like the first real Jackie Chan fight scene when when him and Chris Tucker are teamed up. There's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they go to a bar and he's waiting for Chris Tucker because he's pretending to be like a tough cop, but really he's just visiting his cousin. I, I <laughs> yeah. don't. I, I I enjoyed them when they came out, but I have not watched a lot of the Jackie Chan American films. Yeah, Rush Hour yeah. has a very special place in my heart, and Michael did I, accidentally buy it on Mike's PS. No, this was a Xbox 360 or his, on his Xbox I mean, I've 360. Got the, I've got the Rush Hour trilogy Blu-ray set. I I should watch those again. Um, yeah. I, I do really enjoy the first one is pretty good. I remember two and two and three and, are like watchable. Um, right, exactly. uh, yeah. I do have a great affinity for Shanghai noon just cause I like Jackie Chan in the old West and sure. I will take Owen Wilson over Chris Tucker. That's fair. Yeah. I think Chris Tucker is funnier. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've also never seen Shanghai noon. Oh, oh you, well, if you that. like rush, it's just rush hour in the old West. You'd love it. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about this movie, of course. Uh, hmm. So, uh, yeah, so so we get that scene. Uh, and I like that Winka's like, oh, my God, they set me up. Somebody set me up. How could they? But then he doesn't wow. do a lot to investigate that. And then, no. having beat up the whole bar, our bad guy's next plan is, hmm, send some guys to fight him in his dojo. You know, the place he'd feel most comfortable doing martial arts. <laughs> yeah, that'll But again, work. no guns. No, no guns. shooting. No, fellas, you need to show up in geese as well. <laughs> the, the... They're the ones that are oh, undercover. They then allow the him to get his hands on weapons. <laughs> they, they cut out the scene of one of the henchmen bringing an assault rifle. And he's like, what Tony, you... we told you. What, what are you doing? And Tony's always was, bringing uh, a gun to a fist fight. I was just going to mow him down with his AK-47, but uh, okay, yeah, I guess we'll go fight him? <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand it. <laughs> Man, the Irishman would have been so good if legendary assassin Robert De Niro was karate chopping guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ka-cha! 
I don't Judo think that, I don't think there's a single movie where Robert De Niro does anything approaching martial arts, but I wish there was. Raging Bull? He's a boxer? That would be the closest to approaching it, yes. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> if we're talking about a very far ways out approaching it, then yes, uh -huh. I guess Raging yeah. Bull is the... That is the only way about De Niro like, physically fighting in any way I can think of. Right, yeah. Um, he does a lot of movies where he shoots people. Um mm. Because once again, that's what organized crime does. Uh, yeah. So uh, they murder Tiffany after we get uh, the beginnings of a sex scene. Yeah. But they a shoot very, her. Uh, uncomfortable sex she, scene. Yeah. She yeah. drugs the captain. Yes. yes. They then shoot her with the captain's gun. Yes. Then take a Polaroid of him passed out next to her body. And they go, there it is. That's the proof. He That's was sleepy and he shot her. I, yeah. I, I isn't just shooting her with the gun and having that ballistics be matching enough. Yeah, Why but then you don't get the opportunity for the villain to have an incredibly boring monologue explaining his evil plan. Also, yeah. what's they need that he needs that Polaroid for later. It's the only way he can get off. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this <laughs> is going in my personal collection. Yeah, because uh, I that, too... that wasn't blackmail. That was just for him. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I too am a collector. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this also does. I do love uh, not a silencer, but shooting a gun through a pillow to make it absolutely silent. Of course, Hot. that's how yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. uh, that's physics. That's just, just physics. That's, this that's, one's for you. That's science. Um, yeah, but uh, so uh, yeah, they they put the. They put the hit out on Wincott. The assassins arrive. I do love my favorite weapons to use in anything are the batons. Mm -hmm. uh, this comes yeah. from my love of Daredevil and Nightwing comics growing up. Uh, yes. Nothing better than the than the baton in each hand as he's fighting these guys. And Good that stuff. is this is probably my second favorite fight is this dojo fight. Yeah. Um, that I th we'll talk about a missed opportunity later that I didn't like. Uh, or they didn't like, they didn't go far enough, which is when Cynthia Rothrock oh so briefly has a bow staff, and they yeah. don't do enough with it. I got, I was literally like, I started applauding when she busted out. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> Especially because we know from reading her background uh, that she she was like one of the world's best in weapons uh, demonstrations and martial arts tournaments. So yeah, what? they don't really like. She does like improvised weapons, but she doesn't do a. Well, it's the same thing we said about entire class, where she had the swords and then doesn't use like, them really. Yes, that's true. You're just yeah. like you have someone who is a, a, an expert in these martial arts weapons, and they rarely have her use stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, I thought for a true. second when she grabs this like dowel rod later, I thought, mm -hmm. here we go, we're gonna see her beat up a ton of people with it. No, no, she hits like one guy. Actually, oh, yeah. I think the whole third act of this movie is kind of lame. Is yeah. Yeah. It. I started to kind of peter out at this. Once point. they get into the industrial factory, Blame. yeah. Too many, well, every guy dies the same way in the industrial factory. Every guy they dies fall, the same. They fall from a height. Yes, mm -hmm. and they all have ponytails. They it, all have ponytails. It, it so does they all feel, look the same. They're just. It's like they're kicking the same guy off of railings for twenty minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is yeah. pretty lame. And but, then it's, yeah. 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 After the first guy, I was like, okay. So we Let's get the some. whole drug bus switcheroo. Mm -hmm. Wincott <laughs> figures out the uh, God, he figures Dobbs out Dobbs is dirty. is dirty 
And he's like, I know you're dirty. And then Dobbs is like, that's right. Now here's my gun and you're done. Like, it's so crazy to me. Yeah. Um, so plausible. He's like, when did you become dirty? It's yeah. Like, police officer. But, like, girl. And so then when he's like, see, I've got the guy. And then the villain's like, yeah, actually, I was told to kill you, Dobbs. So they shoot Dobbs. Uh, Kind of lame that that's how that guy goes out. But then, oh, yes. The one where he's like, I've got different orders, right? Yeah. 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 And I was just like, wait, I I'm sorry. What? Why? Yeah. I, I don't really understand why they killed this man. Why wouldn't it you didn't... shoot uh the main character and then shoot Dobbs. I do I yeah. do think that yeah, in the in the order of things, he saw Dobbs as the primary threat here. Dobbs. I was I was so confused. Yeah. I, I don't. which cause what happens? He because he has that time then Jeff Wincott gets this guy's gun. Yeah, and takes that guy hostage. Yeah. Like and this is where he shows up in a crazy decision. He has duct taped the barrel of this shotgun to this guy's head. It's that's that's what that was. I was like, why is he yeah. wearing it like a necklace? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay. He's he has taped it around the guy's neck so the barrel that's, is stuck right to his head. That is sadistic, right? Like yes. that's a sadistic. I, thing that's to do, fucking probably. creepy. I've seen this in other movies, but it's always a bad guy that does it. Yeah, it's not like you're not like, yeah, Get him, Wayne Cott. You're like, oh, You're like, yikes, are you a serial killer? What no, the fuck? Yeah, the idea being, no matter what, I, you're not going to get the barrel away from his head. So if you shoot me, I'm going to blow this guy's brains out. And then the thing I never expected is he fucking blows this guy's face off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very graphic. It's maybe it's, the most graphic death in this movie. Oh, it definitely. Is. And it's our... It's our <laughs> hero murdering an unarmed man who yes is a bad guy but doesn't deserve this no no he should be arrested but once yes. again another movie where the the quote-unquote good guys are cops and they do just kind of go around murdering everyone i mean yeah. this when he when he pulled this trigger and yes as a you literally see the shotgun blast like come out the front of this guy's face and, and the movie has, I agree, listen, has not been that violent up to the, and I was just no. like, fuck. <laughs> and then for the rest of the sequence, he's got this man's like goopy hair stuck it's to his, the barrel so of his gun. Weird. Yeah. And I'm just like, we also fuck. had to rewind for that. Cause we were like, wait a minute. They're not keeping that on there. Oh no, they are. Yeah. yeah they really commit to that gore. They really it's did. I was disgusting. like, this took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> it is they like, were like, we gotta wake some people up. This is I been, it's been slow. We gotta we gotta wake them up with some face it, blasting. It is like, like this girl, is a different you? movie, man. I don't know what this yeah. is. Yeah, uh, this like, is this not is, movie took a very yet. dark turn. It's the most the horrific end. death, and it's done by the protagonist, <laughs> which is just Buck Wild. Yeah, this yeah. does seem like something the bad guy should do. I do love this though, where the guy comes up behind him, and Wincott yes. spins the shotgun so the barrel's now pointed behind him, and pulls the trigger upside down. Yeah, that that's pretty is it's not as cool as Van Damme turning the pistol upside down and hard target and just yes. working that trigger. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's unnecessary. And once again, uh, points to what we were saying, which is the shotgun is the wrong weapon to take into the scenario. I love this, though, because he blows that guy's brains out, spins around and shoots this guy. And then another guy comes and he just blasts the rest of the gun until it's empty. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah he he shoots it maybe fifteen times. It feels like. yeah. Well, like, there, yeah, there's no more than a shotgun would be. There's no to. question that we've talked about this. One of those like the standard... infinite ammo. <laughs> yeah, check off the infinite ammo on the bingo card oh. because the, we've talked about these shotguns have about eight, maybe ten shells in them. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. does shoot probably at least fifteen times here, <laughs> and all in a row, just like. <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, good yeah. lord. At no yeah. one, too. I don't even know if he hits it. He hits, like, one he guy. He doesn't hit the guy because he, he runs hit. and he's like, that guy's got, like, a other gun. I don't know the names of any guns. Yeah, I didn't it's got clock a what he had. thingy that plugs into it, and he's like, ah, he's run out of ammo and <laughs> runs away. It's just, I but I just thought it was hilarious to just, like, empty really your gun at a guy, and it doesn't even, it doesn't even wound him. He's like, nope. what, a, what an idiot. What a not just cool way. Just blindly shooting. Uh-huh. What a not cool way to show your hero <laughs> keep missing someone. Yeah, um, so heroic. I know, it's so insane. Uh, and so, yeah, then we get all these, once again, all these fights where guys are just going over railings. We don't even have to really talk about them, I don't think. There's also a fight scene in the middle of the of the warehouse where there's just this single chain dangling. Yeah, well, that this is how he finishes Tanner. It, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't for the longest time. I'm like, they have to. Because this is. How, I mean, you talk about kind of. Well, not. This is not quite sadistic. This is also a ripoff of Die Hard because John McClane yeah, kills yeah. a guy like this in Die Hard when he throws the chain around him and strings him up with it. But then. Yeah. He does make a comment about the suit. That's the last one-liners. As the guy's hanging there dead, Wincott just goes, nice suit. Yeah, because we both just went, no, it's not. Yeah. It's a, it's a mustard nightmare. What I think that's supposed about? to be sarcastic, though, right? Like, ugh, nice suit. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I, honestly, whatever, I don't know. Whatever. He was really into that color. He just zinged a corpse. That's all that really he did zing Also, corpse. that guy died really quickly for being strangled he, by a chain. He I'm did. like, it didn't snap his neck. He no. would be, it's a long death. If you yeah. recall. If, you're, if your neck doesn't get snapped. Yeah. If you recall in Die Hard, it actually does not kill that guy. Yeah. Because he comes yeah, back at the end to be shot by Al. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Al. Shot a kid. I shot a kid. I shot a kid. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, the best, man. The best movie. Uh, really. I, I've been up there for maybe the best action movie ever made. Maybe Die Hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty perfect. Uh, okay, so <laughs> here we get our lame fight between Spencer and Jeff Wincott. And I wasn't quite sure what this tool was that he comes at him with. It's some kind of prying tool. It looks like Maggie described it as a comically large screwdriver. Yes, head. it does. It's it's a, like a flathead screwdriver. It, the yeah. only thing I can think about is is you might use it to get leverage on something and pry. But something. It, but it's it a little does. too short for that. It's a little no, too short to be a It's very cartoony. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and he comes at him with he uses a number of industrial things here because he doesn't know kung fu. Yes. So yes. he has to use the the tools around him. Because, yes, of course, as we did say, this is in some kind of factory or something. This one Obligatory doesn't even, But no yeah. money. This is not even a spark factory because no money for sparks. Nope. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, did you love this move here where he throws a coat over Spencer and kicks him in the head? I enjoyed sure. that. I also, my favorite part of this, though, is when Wincott gets in close and he just punches him like 20 times in a row. 
Yes, I was just like that. They really like the rapid punching, and I would make fun of it, but I play a monk a lot when I play D and D, and that's what you do as a monk, where it's just like I punch them twelve times. It is like, but it's it's, I was like, uh, it looks cooler in my head when I'm doing this. Now that I see it in uh, in this movie, I'm like, oh man, that is kind of like it. Kind of always looks silly on screen to me. Anytime somebody's doing the rapid punches, the closest (laughs) I've seen it work is an Eatman. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, Donnie Yen can kind of pull it off, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Wincott, who is a good martial artist and, and looks pretty good in a lot of these scenes, this is the only part where I did start to giggle at this because I'm like, yeah. this is pretty silly. It is a little silly. I think part <laughs> of it is also because the person he's fighting isn't able to sell it as well. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is true. I think that is true. Uh, also, the directing, like, like you also have to make it like visually look real, you know. Like well, visible. I mean, the, 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 this movie is so flatly directed. There's nothing interesting about anything in this. And you mentioned exactly. Eatmon, which is a fantastic looking yeah. martial arts movie. My God, yeah. Um, yeah. one of the one of an, another in my list of probably like top five martial arts. Movies yeah, definitely very movie. visually striking. God, I love that. Movie. Great, I mean, I, yeah. I love I love all four of the Eatmon movies, but that first one in particular. Yeah. Is, is incredible. Uh, and so he ends up getting, uh, yeah, what's this? Knocked over a railing and impaled on a pipe. Didn't we just Whoops. see somebody die like this? Wasn't that in the in the last movie? That was in Rage and Honor, yeah. Yeah, the guy fell on a pipe, and now here's another her guy brother, on a pipe. Her brother, yeah. Yeah. Conrad yeah. Drago. Conrad Drago. Yeah. That was wow. the bad guy's name in that last one, which was awesome. Yeah. And it was the alien bounty hunter from X-Files. It was, yeah. Yes, I remember because I came out while you were watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, the great Brian I Thompson. Not, I did not see most of it, and you're like, "It's the alien bounty hunter." And I went from a Braxis, and he's like, "No, from the X Files." I was yeah. like, "That makes more sense." Brian, we love Brian Thompson on this show. Yeah, he knows martial arts and can act. Yeah, <laughs> which is really can, all, that's all we're looking and, for. I know yeah. it's so you know just have both of the important aspects of making. And who could movie. forget him as the night slasher in Cobra? Who could who could forget? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, so he's dead now, and then this is such a tag thing where it's like, uh, oh uh, yeah, Cynthia Rothrock's like we got everybody. He's like, oh no, wait, actually the captain's crooked too. We better drive over to his place and deal with him. Well, he kind of deals with he himself. He does. He kind of deals with himself I in his own way. This ending. I mean, I thought maybe, it, even if there even, needed to be a like, they needed to like confront him, right? Like, right. there needed to be a. Scene what there. if? I mean, just it's the same scene basically. Would have them kick in the door. They've got guns on him, and he shoots himself. But the fact yeah. that they're outside and he just sees them come, he's like, ah, shit puts the gun to his head and pulls the trigger and then it's just cut to black and the movie's over yeah and then the fucking credits roll very yeah. slowly very and slowly. i'm like very what slowly. is it was like oh that was michael literally wrote what an ending yeah i, I, it, I mean it, this is another example of what a lot of these action show movies have this where it's just like oh the movie doesn't end it just stops yeah it's almost yeah. just like I, that's all we had people i don't know we couldn't film anymore yeah, we ran, out of, ran out of budget. We will yeah. talk about there are some movies that the over at Canon in particular that did just literally run out of money and had to stop filming. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but that's Martial Law Two Undercover. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm torn on the is it better than Martial Law because not having Chad McQueen is a major improvement. 
That is, yes. it's a huge difference. And not having is, a good villain. That's where it's so, not a good. It's, I don't it's know. like a lateral move. It was yeah, definitely think, it's lateral. It's that one is not better than the other. No, they are they are similar enough. You improve yeah. one half, and you you significantly decrease the quality of the other half. So yeah, I think, and you still I think didn't even, make Cynthia Rothrock the main character, which no. is what they should have done. So I would say, where's Martial Law Three? It doesn't matter which one you watch; they both aren't great. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't know what's worse. Yeah, I I agree. I think you could watch either one, and they're all the exact yeah. same quality, really. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this one, like I said, I read mean, my fan fiction for this movie yeah. instead of watching it. Because I think this one's more boring, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. the what's happening, uh, you no know, it's just yeah, it, and it does because David Carradine does make up for kind of how bad Chad McQueen is in that first one. Because yeah, he is a good yeah. bad guy. He's, he's diabolical, whereas this bad yeah. guy's just a fucking idiot. Because well, once again, Carradine, we also did Lone Wolf McQuaid, where he was the bad guy. Another guy who was a good actor and good martial artist. Yes. So it, he was good like, at, like, I feel like I remember Lone Wolf McQuaid. With Norris. Uh, and he, yeah, Chuck Norris. And he had the pet wolf, and he lived out in the desert. And he drove a crazy... Truck. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that one. Okay, yeah. yeah, that is yeah. also one of my all-time favorites on this show. I that is that classic. is one I had already seen like four or five times when we did it. Though to be fair, I already yeah. love that movie. I have a great well, the Norris. We love the Norris movies. We do. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. So I uh, remember uh, Invasion USA. Oh, wow. Invasion USA is another just. Mm, that's a, a chef's kiss of a yeah. of an action movie. I just am movie. happy that they didn't hurt the armadillo. That was what I was worried about. <laughs> we yeah. uh, and we are coming up, guys, on Norris November, so we're gonna get a whole month of Chuck on the show. Oh hell yeah! Uh, all right. Ooh, so, wait. what was our favorite kill in this movie? Is it the um? Is it the gruesome murder? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the behind face? the back shotgun. Yeah, the, the, I think the behind the back shotgun was very good. Yeah, yeah. that's like at least cool and yeah. not horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the like other a, one is a little too. Oh, the yikes. other one is just gruesome, like a little needlessly too gruesome. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, 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 it like because um, it, especially because nothing else in the so you just go like, Jesus, what? Where the hell did this come from? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> Sadistic. Yeah, yeah. It was, even yeah, your, I think even your divorced dads are like that's old. That's a little far. That's a little much. Right, hang on. I got to throw up a little bit here before I get now, back to now, the Now, to be fair, though, yeah. that was the only non-white uh, henchman, so he did need to die the most gruesome death possible. I didn't think you're right. It is, yeah. He gets his yeah. full fucking face blown off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so probably Good. the flipping... Gotta, gotta pepper that it's in. It's gotta be the behind-the-back shotgun blast. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I think so. Uh, I think so. And I don't think there's any debate on the... There's not many one-liners. My my rule is I only read the one-liners if I can get three, and this one barely squeaked in that. Okay. But I do think Clock on the Wall says it's time for you to fuck off. Yeah. I think that is that's the best the only, one. That's the only even, like, constructed one. You know, yeah. Cynthia yeah. Rothrock's yeah. I'm supposed to be on vacation, whatever. And nice suit. Just, you know what? <laughs> I I don't think Wincott is a one-liner guy. Some action heroes do it. I think he's better being the straight-ahead serious guy, you know? Yes. So yes. I, that... I will say the most memorable line for me is still, show me the dead presidents, and I hear Grant is your favorite. I agree. As, as far as best, best script writing, that is 
Just those. A hundred percent agree. They deserve that, an Oscar. That yeah, is a, that is an incredible that. couplet of dialogue, man. That is gold. Um, yeah. But yeah, best one liner is it looks like it's time for you to fuck off. Yeah. Because I would say that to somebody. Yeah. No, that's what I, I. That's the only one where I wrote that down and went, "That's got to win. That's good. That's legitimate. Yeah, that's, good. that's legitimately good. That's as good as uh, what was it, Rod Deal, where it's like the only way you're gonna lie next to me is if we both got hit by a truck. Or something like that. <laughs> That's good. I do. I. 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 I do lean towards the women blowing off creeps in these movies. As one line. Yeah. Those are always yeah. pretty good. It's always satisfying. Uh. All right. Well. Uh. You know, it's my mission to always find the strangest IMDb reviews. Uh. Mm -hmm. This one is is not as weird as some, but it, it's it's interesting because it's hyper focused on certain aspects of the movie. So. Okay. Uh. This comes from IMDb user Kelly Scope. Uh, oh, and the okay. review is titled The Ponytail Movie. Yes! <laughs> I was hoping you would choose this one. I love this one. Steven Seagal, ponytail and all, stepped onto the scene somewhere around 1990-ish with Above the Law. That's actually not quite true. It was late 80s. But, hey, um, uh, about a year or so later, Martial Law 2 Undercover comes out. And I have to tell you, a movie with more ponytails has never been made. But this is not to knock the movie. Trust me, there is a lot. There's lots to knock in this movie, like how the biker gang from the opening sequence intended to transport the guns they were trying to purchase back to their homes. Unrealistic. No, yeah. No, I'm not going to knock this movie. Why? Because I love this movie. It is over the top, well produced. Seriously, Kurt Anderson, the director, has got some of the best performances out of the cast. Good fights, a good look, and good editing. I don't agree with that. No. Nope. Comical, both on purpose and not so on purpose in the scenes. <laughs> and very true. The replacement of Wincott for Chad McQueen's character from part one gets a better fighter in the male lead, and in my opinion, a more diverse actor. I, yeah. Diverse is a I, weird yeah. choice, but yes, uh, it, it, it um, <laughs> an actor with more range, I think. When you know. There we go. Because yeah. <laughs> it's still another white guy. But uh, yeah. what is it about this movie that really sets it apart, outside of all the hair and even a yawn by one of the actors in a scene? Uh, it is the acting by yes. uncredited, both on IMDb and in the final credits, as Danny Borelli. I don't know why or how this guy did it, but he plays perhaps the best recovering alcoholic in film history. Well, maybe the second best to Ray Milland. Boy, he's going back into classic films there. That's almost an insult to that movie. But uh, don't take my word for it. Watch this movie. Watch the way the Borelli character continues to be engaged in conversations and scenes when he doesn't have lines. Yes, I realize this is an actor that is his job, but come on, how many actors actually follow through with their jobs? Most of them. A lot yeah, of them. I know, I thought that was pretty funny. This guy clearly is only watching action shelf movies based on that comment. Uh, yeah. Charles Taylor is crediting is credited for playing Borelli as well as Dobbs, but Dobbs is the character that Borelli was following. And while they list Borelli's wife in the end credits of the film, I did not see the actor's name for Borelli listed. Eight out he of ten stars. He may not have wanted his name on this project. I don't know. I gotta see. Is he really right that Borelli doesn't have a credit? Uh, I gotta look at this IMDb here because that seems impossible. Uh, I just love that he was so taken with this guy doing base it, level acting. This just yeah bit part in a in a movie like not the most important character at all but that he would yeah. focus on in 15 minutes what they would what the guy would focus on is yeah. uh oh i think he i think he is credited but i think he's credited as Bo instead of borelli uh oh oh maybe 
I think because that's what he calls him. Okay. Um, so because I think I see him here. I think it's Greg Barazel. Um, okay. But uh, I, I just like the idea that he's like, you'll never believe it. He acts even when he's not talking. <laughs> he's a stunt guy. Oh, is he? Most of his credits, he has 113 credits uh, okay. for stunts. Well, there's a lot of, they, that's a movie like this. One of the things they do like is like, we need, stunt, guy, we need yeah. stunt guys, right? So that's more important. So we'll also just looking, have them play some books. Looking I mean, at what he's, he's not, known for, it's a bunch not, of things, but but he's listed as being the stunt guy. I didn't them, think not. he was that good. <laughs> no, no. I mean. And I didn't think his performance as an alcoholic was anything. Uh, no. So I don't know I didn't what even, this guy's yeah, talking about. No. I just love that that's, it's all about the ponytails, then it's all about that guy's performance. Just that I mean, one character who's in 5% like, of the they're film. They're like, he's hot. I like him. Uh, that's not That's not even it. So, Well, they didn't say that, but uh, you don't know. Uh, you don't know the preference. Let's, uh, let's check in with somebody else that we often value the opinion of on this show. <laughs> it's time for another segment of The Winning Opinion. Yo! Uh, yes, Bruce Winning did see this movie, and I will say this is classic Bruce Winning. Ah, oh, I can and, hear it already, John. Well, and it's interesting that he, the title of his review is Textbook Martial Arts Violence. <laughs> I like 16.9 video, so I must mention not 5.1 audio. I do like all the punching and kicking. There was adequate <laughs> shooting, but mostly martial arts. The action in this will keep your interest. Five <laughs> out of five stars. Yeah. I back to the I, basics. I gotta Bruce. say, this man's reviews, I can't knock him too hard because yeah. if you ask me to review something, it's mm -hmm. going to sound alarmingly similar <laughs> to that. <laughs> because I'm so not good at describing why I like things. I like I'm just the like I just kick. like the the punching and the kicking and there wasn't that much gunfight and yeah. yeah. I do He's like watching. I love adequate shooting, but adequate mainly shooting. martial arts. But me, <laughs> I exactly. just think that's funny. Uh, uh, well, uh, it's uh, we 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 wanted certain things as movie that didn't deliver, so I think we need to come up with the imaginary martial law three that yes. is yes. purely about Rothrock. Yes, uh, already. In we fact, know. it's I will say, regardless of what title mm. we get, it starts with the murder of Detective Sean Thompson. Yes, yes. so I like this. this is martial law three. And uh, the subtitle is, here we go. Oh, oh, I like this. Martial Law 3, Walking the Dark. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, yeah. That's then it's good We're stuff. getting gritty because her partner slash lover has been murdered. That's it. So it's got to be. turning her back on the law and she's going into the darkness. I think that's definitely where it starts. That's the part here. Her. her, her yeah, her her recently. Oh, you got to do something too, where he's in it briefly, and they it much like, geez, I don't remember which one it was. Go oh, Guardian Angel, right? Where they're gonna get married, and then he gets gunned down. Yes. Uh, and so yeah, I was thinking it was like or like let Kombat. it go. I was thinking it was like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where Johnny Cage is killed at the beginning of the movie because he's clearly a different actor. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that is, like that's the kind of thing. Yeah, it's a total nobody playing Sean Thompson in this. We don't. Exactly. It's not Wincott yeah. or McQueen. Yeah. Uh, you only see him from behind. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you never see it's his face. Just a stand-in. He's silhouetted. Uh, and so he gets she, blown up. Yeah. She is descending into darkness. The now, police could, have told her to let it go. Yeah, she can't. 
She yeah. can't do that. No, she yeah. Can't. Well, maybe this come. maybe this does go into some kind of Kumate ring then. Well, yeah, because yeah. that's what we were asking for. Yeah. You know what is? I don't know what that is. Oh, that's it's, it's a legal fighting competition, like a. a oh, death. is that what it's called? It's a fight. It's a. It's well, it is in the movie Bloodsport. Uh, oh, okay. Kumate is is essentially illegal fighting to the death. <laughs> Yes. Um, is is okay. is how it's meant to be. So yeah. So it 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 is the it is the darkest of the which fits the title of the mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, and we wanted a fighting a legal fighting ring anyway. Yeah. So I think we should get it in this one. And I because think, we we need to go back to our roots. It's a fucking kung fu movie. Let's and I, do and it. And I think yeah. continuing to go to its roots, she has to leave the country to track this down. Definitely. Yes. Oh, it's in an international like water. Yes, exactly. Sure. It's yeah. under there. Yeah. So she's following this. And the person that killed Detective Sean Thompson is played by Bolo Young. Yes, yes. I was going to say, Bolo's not in this. We're not, yeah. it's not imaginary enough. Yes, yeah. I love Bolo. Bolo's is, in it. He's our bad guy. Uh, but of course, he's just one of the fighters in this ring. There is, I'm trying to think of, uh, damn, it would have been a good Carradine part, but we, we already had him. But whoever's in charge of the thing needs to be like David a, Carradine's brother. Also played, played by, by David Carradine. David Carradine. And that's why he sent Bolo to kill Sean Thompson, because he killed his brother. Yes. Yes. Now we're movie. talking. Hey. And that's yes. like a big reveal halfway through the movie, though, is like, yes. who's behind it? The brother of David Carradine, also played by David Carradine? <laughs> Love his it. His twin brother. <laughs> You killed my twin brother. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like this a lot. And so this is she, great. She has Maybe to, they're just cousins that look a lot She alike. has to fight her way up through the competition until mm -hmm. eventually it's not it's it's not even the fight against Bolo. Well, maybe she has to fight Bolo and David Carradine at the same time. Be cool. That would be fun. Yeah. And yeah. lots of her using weapons. Mm. Lots of weapons, please. Yeah, That's part of the tournament, it's you know. Part yeah, of it. there's a weapons aspect. Of, oh, I like this movie. I wish this existed. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Guys, we should make our own film company, oh. and we only make sequels to <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock. <laughs> what a, the most incredibly specific production company. It has to be that. <laughs> Rothrock's production. Yeah, there exactly. you go. Uh, Rothrock and roll. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, 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 Martial Law 3, Walk in the Dark, coming soon to a red box it. near you. Uh, well, we, we, uh, we are putting the closing the book here on Cynthia Rothrock September, which is sad, but the excitement is next month begins our second annual Spooktober. Spooktober. Yeah. So it's a month of horror action films. And oh boy, have we got we've got something for you folks. Uh, because we're kicking things off with a film titled Full Eclipse. Now, does this have anything to do with the Twilight series? Are there vampires? There are not vampires in this. This is about we've we've seen a few movies about kung fu cops. So I think okay. it's time we watch a movie about werewolf cops oh my yeah. god yeah 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 and listman as always i will ask would you like to hear the tagline for this movie oh yeah oh yeah there's a new police force on the streets and they only come out at night <laughs> oh 
Mike Gergoni will be joining us next week to talk Uh-oh. about Full Eclipse starring Mario Van Peebles. I believe this is our first Mario Van Peebles movie. I think you're right. And yeah. he's what certainly an, he's certainly an icon of the B action genre. I cannot wait to watch this. I, I this is a movie that we discovered several months back, and it's one of those where I'm like, I can't wait to get to this because this is mm-hmm. a perfect action shelf spook to. I think I've only seen the trailer for it, but right. you had me at werewolf cops. It, in premise alone, it's perfect. It really, uh, really is, and. Yes, Lisbon Martin Van Peebles is holding a desert eagle on the poster. So we love to see it. Yeah. I, I just want to see two it. werewolves in a gunfight where they're dual wielding. Yes. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait for this movie, yeah. man. I'm so excited for this one. Uh, so that'll be next week on the show. Maggie, thank you as always for joining us. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. you. Thanks for, for having me. For... Uh, thanks for actually dedicating my birth month to someone worthy of it. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, it's better yeah. be an ongoing trend, or I will burn this podcast. Well, we do, we do, we we do have some ideas for next September that will be different, but I think equally exciting. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Usman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. Action Show